We didn't forget about you guys. Episode 280 of The Morning Skate. Your host, Ken. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, man? We're back, baby. We are back. <laughs> Buzzing. It's, I took a, I went out of town for a couple weeks. And a uh, little R&R, you know, right at as the end of the season, right after the deadline. Because, you know, I'm an idiot. But, uh, no, I had a great fucking time, dude. Back, home, um, ready to fucking pod. lot to talk about. What's going on with you? About. Yeah. I, uh, it, at one point when you were away, I was like, do I just reach out to Fink and Jenks and do a pod and future, future, future reference? Fucking do that. Like, if that's no, what I didn't want to do that without you talking, can, though, because I think no, 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 listen, I would have talked to you about it, but I was like, I thought it'd be funny if I just did it. And then you were <laughs> like, what the fuck, Brownie? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're back, dude. We have a lot to talk about hockey wise, uh, a lot to talk about a lot of things, but before we get into anything. I want to give Kenton a shout out. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been really trying to grow our YouTube channel. because I think it's like a pretty good opportunity to get some people in there. So Ken's been firing off all these graphics to make it clean it up, make it look nice. And for people who don't know who I'm talking about, Ken is the guy who pretty much does all, all things design for us. Like our, he's, he's just Bellwood guys, creative, right? Is yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's our creative director. He, uh, meanwhile, I know you're gonna you're gonna pump him up, but let me just say this: if you look at his Instagram, where he lives is unfucking believable. Really, he lives in I believe oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. I think it's in Jasper, Alberta. Yeah, do you have his do you have his address for the listeners? Just yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, his Instagram it's just like he's driving home from work and there's like bighorn sheep on the side of the road and stuff. It's crazy. He dude, he works. He works. I don't. He's just always busy, and I'll text him randomly, and that fucking guy gets back to me like within yep. three minutes. And if he doesn't, I actually and it's I start worrying and like making sure he's okay. Like well, I remember there's one time I was getting back to you. It's because you forgot about the time zone difference. Is yeah, probably it, what it is. No, and so anyway, I've been trying to grow this YouTube channel. I want our podcast to get bigger. I think we created some new playlists. So like we made Howlin Howlin with the Huskies with Howlin Huskies. Right? Yep. Hey, we call it Tales of Howlin' Huskies? I don't know. Well, if you guys are interested, you go over to our YouTube. We have a playlist uh, right up there, and you can watch all the interviews of all, like, the sickest fucking women's hockey players going yeah. right now. Um, sure. But one thing I wanted to do is we have our podcast, but then I, I saw these, like, weird hockey videos I said that I, I thought sucked and didn't have, like, had a lot of views on them. Like, what the fuck? So I was like, okay, let's start doing shit. So I, I put together a Truba fucking hit clip, put together a Lindgren, <coughs> like, reel for him coming back. Send Ken everything. He gets it all uploaded fucking sick. So I've been doing this and I, I was like, Brownie, what do you think of the video? I think the first one you liked. And then the second one I sent you about Ryan Lindgren and you responded. You're like, yeah, that's just Rangers propaganda or like something like that. I thought it was funny. I swear to God, dude, I texted Hal like maybe five minutes after the same fucking thing, the same thing. And he said, I watched about five minutes of this before I realized it was Rangers propaganda. Word for word. I was like, so Brownie told you to tell me that. No, I haven't talked to like, you. like, no, he didn't. <laughs> I have not talked. Funny. have not talked. But, um, yeah, we have a couple of Rangers ones up. I can work on other ones. The reason why we have the Rangers one up is I'm kind of doing this and sending it to Ken. Where, like, if it was a Bruins thing, I would do it. I just don't know what hits. Like, with Truba, I know exactly what hits he threw. With Lindgren, I know what plays to kind of pull up. So, if you're doing, like, kind of highlight reels of a certain player, I feel like you definitely need to watch that team. And I just... I don't oh, that's so what I'm hearing is that when we finish recording and when I see my wife tomorrow, because she's already probably asleep, I say, listen, I get this big project that Ket assigned me. 
I have to get super high and go on a deep dive on Bruins highlights and put together a video. And she's just going to roll her eyes and walk away. You know what you should fucking do? You're, the video you should make is Jerome McGinley Boston Bruins highlights. That's what you, that should be your first video. Like Jer- Jerome McGinley greatest Bruins mount moments or something like that. I could just do a Jerome McGinley one. Doesn't have to be Bruins. <laughs> that would take forever. Ken would be working on that for maybe 15 days. Ken would, Ken would love that because he is. Oh, no, he's an Oilers guy. That's right. He's on the wrong side of the line. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to him. Five yeah, minutes, man. And yeah. he earned every second of that. So um, let's kind of, let's just dive in, man. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ken and Brownie. We, so we only really have one Mea Culpa. We have some updates on stuff. The Mea Culpa was caught in real time about Pete Frady's uh, fucking my fault entirely. So sorry to his family i got that so wrong you we, know. Even gave, we even gave you the opportunity to be like no you know it might not be you doubled right down yeah, like, no, yeah. it's fucking right well here. i always think i'm right that's my curse and my gift um but yeah so shout out to him and his memory hope it lives on for a long time and he did a lot of good before he left us so mm-hmm. shout out to him um so do you remember we talked about the chief saholic the super fan that was robin banks to uh to finance him going to yeah. games yeah he got on a bail and then immediately cut the ankle bracelet off and took off. And there's a million dollar bounty on him because he had to get out to cash his winning bet on the chiefs. Yeah. It's insane. So he, uh, he's like the modern day, like what, like wasn't Billy the kid, the, an outlaw. Like, is that kind yeah, of Billy the kid was definitely an outlaw, but I don't think chiefs of has killed anybody like Billy, the kid, he's just a bank robber. True. But I think, I mean, he, he's just, he's a modern day outlaw. I just kind of wanted to take my cap. Yeah. Over yeah. Oh, he's for sure. Yeah. Into it. And he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember those idiots that were stuffing the uh, lead weights in the fishing? I saw this dude. Yeah. They, they've lost all their prize money and neither one of them can have a fishing license for the next three years. Dude, the one guy had to give up a $100,000 fishing boat. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, it's he, they're lucky they're not in jail for grand larceny. Or fraud. See, see, here's the thing, man. If I was if I was doing a tournament and I was like kind of a scumbag, like these guys were, right? I would do that, and I would think the only repercussions that would come from that would like I would just want to be allowed to do it again. Well, the real repercussions were from the other fishermen. If they those cops weren't there, I don't think those guys. I think they might have got beat to death right there in the parking lot. Probably, dude. Yeah, people take it seriously. I have literally been on a boat. I got to be careful. I have been on a boat because I don't know if there's statute limitations, but I've been on I've been on a boat. No, hold on, hold on. Your friend's been on a boat. Yeah, I had a friend on a boat that I heard. There was a like you know you you make a a slick a chum slick. Yeah. Right. So we were they were uh, tuna fishing for a big tournament, and they had a slick like you know it's a good half mile long. You see it because it's a different texture, and someone came in behind them. And was working their slick. Really? And over the radio, there was like some talk about violence. And a handgun was produced and discharged on the open ocean as like, uh, hey, we're not fucking around. Wow. Allegedly. Damn, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, you get out, you get outside of five miles. It's international waters. Everything like, goes. I'm, I'm the captain now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, and then this there's two things. One's not on here. I just remembered I forgot to put it on. So this piece of shit coach at Harvard. So uh, yeah. there's been some more. The athletic is on it now. 
which I mean, those are, I mean, Boston, Boston Globe's been on it. The athletics on it. They had 10, 10 players in the last two years transfer or, or uh, let me not transfer. They had 10 players over the last two years, quit the team. Yeah. At a D one program. It's pretty That's insane. Yeah. So good for them to keep on this. So I'm glad. Oh, and then my last one. So this is a shout out to Ken Lusk. I hope I'm saying that right. He's a Bruins fan from Sudbury, Ontario. And, you know, I post my blogs in the Facebook groups and stuff. And that's how he and I have met. Like, we've never met, but that's how he and I have corresponded. Oh, cool. You have, you have a morning skate party, dude. So he got me this. Shut the fuck up, dude. Can you see it? Yeah, I fucking see it. You're getting presents? Well, I gave him, I sent him a check. It's a, it's a maple syrup. It's a glass Bobby Orr full of maple syrup straight from Canada. From That's Sudbury, Ontario. Sick, dude. So he went, he had the drive to go get this. Sudbury Bulldogs, dude. Are they Sudbury Bulldogs? Or Sudbury, yeah, dude. Isn't that Letterkenny? Yeah, so maybe. You're right. Sudbury Saturday. Yeah. Right? I thought it was the Hamilton Bulldogs. Sudbury Wolves. Yeah, but I'm talking Letterkenny. Or, oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So my wife and my sister-in-law were making fun of me. Like, so you just threw away 50 bucks or whatever it was, you know? And I go, no, I mailed a check to this guy and he sent it like, he's never going to send it to you. So when this thing showed up, I was like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Are you going to use it? Here's one for you. Here's one for you. And this, if I had two, I definitely would use one. I think you use it. But when you're done, when there's no more syrup left, clean that shit out. And then, your responsibility to go buy like a nice fucking syrup somewhere and fill that up with it like a reusable bobby or like that's kind of a flex dude someone comes over to your house they're like oh i want some pancakes you just pull that fucking thing out and you're like yeah. oh, dude my daughter eats pancakes like a life depends on it we'll be going through well, this bobby or thing every other day uh well maybe oh. maybe that's like the special syrup like you get oh, yeah, like the special, special. yeah oh i could get like a infused syrup maybe <laughs> uh, just wow wow <laughs> And uh oh speaking of uh friends uh meeting people that through social media or whatever uh so my dad down in Florida was he he works at the Home Depot he's like the water filtration guy like a part-time gig you know like hey you want help cleaning your water or whatever right and some guy was walking by his little area and um had a Bruin shirt on so my dad was like, oh, you you from Boston, blah, blah, blah. Starts chatting him up. And uh, guy saying I was a big hockey fan. My dad goes, hey, do you ever listen to the Morning Skate podcast? I was a hand to God. And the guy goes, I listen to every episode. And my dad was like, oh, my son's Brownie. And he was like, what? Fucking way, dude. Yes, that's pretty cool, huh? That's so, hey, so to whoever that guy is who talked to the water filtration guy in home depot near tampa because of course my dad didn't get his name or anything shout out to you and thanks for listening i love that stick taps yeah Um, there you go we got a lot to talk about jump in bro yeah let's do it the news you're opening up with something that you know but. Only, only in sports, dude. April first, twenty twenty three, for the first time in NHL history, there are five shutouts and five hat tricks on the same day. Isn't that like, crazy? And I, I verified this because I was like April Fools, right? 
You know, God, I hope somebody's fucking with you. I just I hope so too. It'd be funny as hell. <laughs> oh, my daughter is now old enough to figure out April Fools. If you weren't away, we would have done it to you also. She we lined up water bottles of water on the stairs mm-hmm. and we were calling people on FaceTime. Help, help. I don't know what to do. We have water coming down the stairs. And then show. She thought it was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. my, that shows you my humor level. Yeah. Love that. Um, guess what I don't love? Everything that's going on with the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, fucking morons. Chuck Fletcher is out as GM and president of Hockey Ops. That lasted a while. The Flyers have shit the bed as of late. Further adding else to Fletcher, suffer has been Philly under Fletcher. The team has gone 141, 145, and 43 with just one playoff appearance since 2018 in the COVID bubble. That's that, horrific. That's crazy. So, like, I that's let's five say, years. Let's say, let's say a team goes 2018 and five. Technically, they're above 500, but in yeah. my mind, they still. I I just I I don't know. Or I think I completely did that wrong. Never mind. No, that was right. Your math was right. They're above 500, but it's not a great record. And I'm not saying not everybody expects like the, the what was the stat the Rangers game just had? They've won like. 11 out of their last 15 you know i mean you can't or or the brewing season you, those are the dreams right to have yeah. that but you want to be at like you know if you're talking 30 games you don't want to be 15 and 15 no you want to be like you know 22 and 8 you know right. or 20 you know 24 and 6 like that. <laughs> yeah just it brutal um, at the time of his firing, the team sat 26 overall with a dismal 24, 30, and 11 record, minus 44 goals. On top of that, the Flyers did nothing at the trade deadline. Uh, they named Danny Breer interim GM with an eye to having two people fill the roles of GM and president of Hockey Ops. After dropping the first two games after Fletcher was turfed, combined 10 to 4 score, the Flyers then won the two of their next three. I see that Tortorella is letting his assistant coaches run the bench. Shout out to Taze Thompson's dad. Yeah, uh, Rocky Thompson. Rocky yep. Thompson was behind. Did you see the shit he said? No, I did not. So he called them married out. He's like, yeah, it's tough to win when you have people in there that just don't care. And I guess he everybody. Was a, he was a tough fucker. Everybody is saying it had to and do I, with. If Taze, if you're listening, I mean that completely complimentary. Yeah, and everybody was saying it had to do with Kevin Hayes. Shocking. It's amazing to me, right, is the knock. Kevin Hayes has, no matter what happens, he is the whipping boy, right? If if they're when good, smoke, there's fire, dude. Like, no, I understand that, but when they're when the team is playing well, he doesn't get the credit. But when the team's bad, he's the first guy everybody points at. Yeah, was it like that for him in New York? I feel like it was. Sorta. Yeah. But he just his brother I, got. He just has an arrogance about him. He just oh, has like think? this fucking. Yeah. I was hoping as he got older, like that would go away. But he's just he's got like that fucking. Like, what have you done that's making you this cocky? I have no insight into either of the Hayes brothers except watching them play. Like, I don't like some guys, local guys, like I'm like a step removed. Like I know someone who knows them, you know, stuff like that. But I don't have any of that with the Hayes. Yeah. Um, And then more Philly Flyers. Looks like Danny Breer's son. Kind of uh, Philly, but it's related. Yeah. In a video from a bar in Erie, Pennsylvania, Carson Breer, who is a junior Mercyhurst member of the hockey team, is seen pushing a woman's wheelchair down the stairs. The woman wasn't in the wheelchair. Just want to get that. Out yeah, make sure that's clear. Yeah. The woman was in the bathroom at the time at the bottom of the stairs had to be carried down to the user facilities. The fire chair was unoccupied at the top of the stairs. Breer is having a solid season in Mercyhurst after coming over from Arizona State a few years ago where he was dismissed for the team violating team policies. As of Tuesday, 321, both Breer and Patrick Carosi are being charged with second degree misdemeanors of criminal mischief, criminal conspiracy, and disorderly conduct. Listen, I saw the video. 
What kind of fucking shitbag do you have to be to push a wheelchair down the stairs? Brownie, here's here's I'm just gonna argue this really quick, right? Sure. And I think you can relate to this with me. I'm not saying we need to go back and forth with the stupid shit that we did that when we were kids. Exactly. But we, but we both can say hand up when you have a fucking couple drinks and you I don't know yeah. about you, but like I would headbutt walls. Like I, yeah. I like you know, I would do stupid shit. I don't think in his mind he was thinking, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to the wheelchair girl if I push this wheelchair down. This you don't think, I think he was just fucked up and he's like, hey, boom. maybe, maybe. But do you. All right. So at a small bar, you think you think drunk at a bar, this kid's going to go up to a wheelchair and be like, there's not a wheelchair person in it. But I bet there will be. And I'm going to fuck with her. No, no I, I'm sure that wasn't like, the intent. I, I'm yeah. sure that wasn't the intent. But in a small bar in a college place, a wheelchair <laughs> is very noticeable in a bar. Because I think so, but the, still, the seat has to part around it when she's maneuvering, right? Yeah. And if she was carried down those stairs, that had to take at least two people. Yeah. So it was not it was not a subtle thing, and they were sitting in it for the longest time, and then just to but just to push it down, like ah, it's just stupid. No, I it's one thousand percent stupid. Like I get that, <clears throat> but again, I'm not saying the shit that I did when I was younger, but I no, did a lot agreed, of shit when agreed. I was younger where if I was on a camera. I would be fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I get that. I think part. my biggest gripe with this is that, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like he, he definitely made a mistake. There's not one person here saying that it's stupid. But they had, like, you're telling me that Danny Breer just kind of wrote a check and been like, here you go. I'm really sorry. Have the kid reach out. I'm, I made a fucking terrible. This kid's life's over now. Well, I don't think it's life's over. I don't think it's that degree. But what this kid, it's also his second strike, right? I mean, what kind of a fuck up do you have to be to get kicked out of Arizona State? <clears throat> yeah, he probably probably dabbled. And I believe you get the whole and there was a you know the other kid's a lax bro, so I think you get that entitled rich kid nonsense yeah. star athlete little stink on it. I mean, nobody nobody knows because nobody was in their head. Nobody like right, right. It's but, still it was something that had to be talked about. You know. Yeah, I just. You think you should have been kicked off the team for it? Or do you think that's the or do you think that's the time that we're in? Because I think if they suspended him like five or eight games, I'd be like, or the rest of the season where like, hey, you need I'd be like, okay, well, you fucked up and there's definitely repercussions for that shit. But to like I I don't I well, it depends, right? There's there's other factors like does he have a history of being a shithead? Right? Mm -hmm. Has he been a dickhead since he's been at Marcyhurst? Mm -hmm. Does he I mean, there's a there's so many variables, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that he should get the rest of his season turfed either. Like, maybe he should volunteer in a group home with handicapped people, right? You know what I mean? There's a there's lot stuff, of things stuff that you can do to work your way up. I just, yeah. and dude, this kid's probably not going to play in the show if he's playing at Arizona State Mercy here. So it's not like he's going to go to the NHL or anything like that. Well, he can still go so, play overseas and make you make a living out of it. Yeah, I just, you know. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, in a perfect world. The lady forgave him. She gets a new wheelchair out of this, and he's learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. And we all go about our days. Okay. Uh, yeah, and also I'm not condoning people pushing wheelchairs. <laughs> I was just, just devil's advocate there for just a second. Uh, kid can't play hockey anymore. I was like, oh, damn, like we did f fucked up shit when we were younger, whatever. Um but I throw, all that out the I throw all that out the window if the kid's just a piece of shit. If the kid's just a piece of shit and he's like, fuck this girl and did that, then you're kind of a cocksucker and you got what you deserve. Well, th we'll save it for the summer when the season's over. We'll do our top three idiotic things that we did and got away with. 
All right, fair. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Um, Connor Bernard's stat game. update. In 57 games played, the next one has a stat line of uh, 71 goals, 72 assists, 143 points, 62 pims, plus 39, played in 57 to 68 games. That might have been a little bit outdated, but like. No, I think that was their their season. They're, I think they're in playoffs. Yeah, he, made, he had a sick goal the other night where he just walks. He's filthy. He walked through like four guys. According to his mom, he's never had a fast food of any type. I'm fucking out on this, dude. Like, could you be any more privileged to, to say, like, oh, I've never been to a McDonald's before? He's probably never been to Taco Bell. Me and Connor. I, you promise. <laughs> I will at some point. I have to clear the decks for that, man. <laughs> McDavid on Bernard. I would say he's probably a little more confident than I was at that age. He was at Bias Steel Camp going on a two-on-one with Crosby. He's shooting the puck and not passing it over. I'm not sure I would have done that at that age, but he's got a lot of confidence and he's going to be a good one. That's that was. I think that was like. Sick. A, I feel like that might have been a little bit of a backhanded, like, "Hey, kid, know your place." I, I know, but dude, the fact that he did that's unreal. Oh, the fact that he did he that off Crosby on a two-on-one. <laughs> what would be even better if he looked him off too? It would be even better. Yeah. But I feel like Crosby would respect that a little. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so that's all we had for Calder Bernard. Uh, Anaheim, John Gibson passed Gee Bear for the club record for all-time saves last week. Gee Bear from Troy, New York, went to LaSalle Institute. Uh, Is he from Troy? He's from Troy. You know, my dad grew up in Troy. I We've didn't... talked about that, right? We, we must have. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, we got to talk about something else from Troy later off camera. Okay. Uh, Andre Svechnikov will undergo knee surgery and miss the remainder of the season in playoffs. You expect to make a full recovery from a torn ACL. Oh, sad to see you're not going to be around for the Bruins run. Yeah, he <laughs> is a hell of a player, though. Dude. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a fucking dick. And he's in a good fucking, way. Dude, he's like, when you think Svechnikov, like, I think of a big player. Like, he's a big dude. Like, big, he's not only a big physically big, he's a big moment guy, too. Yeah. Fucking hell of a player. That's a huge loss for Carolina, especially because they didn't do shit at the deadline. So, hmm. fuck them. Sorry, Canes fans. Uh, Matthew Chuck posted his 28th multi-point game of 2022-23, which is only three away from the franchise record. Only three active players have as many uh, in their first season with the team, Ovi, Crosby, and Panarin. This was also Kachuk's fifth three-assist game of the season. He also joined an exclusive club after securing a second 100-point season in a row. Became only the fourth player in NHL history to record consecutive 100-point campaigns after changing teams. Wayne Gretzky, Jimmy Carson, and Mike Rogers were the other three players. That's a six stat. Okay, so I'm in St. Louis. I was going to save this for one of my heroes. I'll just do it right now. In St. Louis, uh, went ice skating. Had a fun – dude, it was actually really fun. It was like a disco night. It it was just like – Oh, like instead of like a roller rink, it was like at the ice rink? It was at the ice rink. Rental? Did you have rental skates? Those? Oh yeah, I had rental ones. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so, you were like, I swear, I'm a much better skater than this. I don't have my skates. I literally had to do that, but <laughs> but like halfway through the fucking skate, like I definitely kind of. It's weird adjusting skates because in terms of like profiling shit, but like once you're on them for more than a half hour, you kind of fucking figure out. Have you seen the movie happen. Just Friends? No. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. He plays hockey out in the West Coast and he goes back home to the East Coast trying to win this girl back. It's a great movie and comedy. And that's like literally what happened pretty much. And he he has to use rental skates. He's like, These are my skates. I'm really and they're all like, sure you are. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. Fucking went skating and then they did they they cut it. They fucking did an ice resurface halfway through the fucking oh, wow. skate. 
And I uh, went out to the car pound a couple of beers, went back inside. The, it was 80s like disco and shit. Yeah. It was mad fun. So after skating, we went to OB Clark's. And I don't know if you know what OB Clark's is, but it's like the St. Louis hockey bar. Like oh, when they right. won the cup, they went there. After the games, the players go there. And it's not in the city. Like it's it's a little bit outside of the city. Yeah. But you walk in, you see all these like really cool like framed pictures of like all these ex-players with the cup signed like at OB Clark's, right? So we sit down and I look over and there's this giant frame and in the frame is Walt Kachuk's jersey in the middle, Matthew Chuck's on the left and Brady's on the right. And I that's was like, awesome. And all signed. And I was like, dude, that's fucking sick. Can you imagine being a part of a family and going to a bar and like you, your old man, your brother have your hockey jerseys hanging up? Well, there? not only that, their younger sister, I don't know what college, but I guess she's filthy at field hockey, like a mm-hmm. D1 athlete. Can you imagine like going home, like you meet this girl at college and you go home and it's three one NHL is he a Hall of Famer? Big Walt? I think gotta so. Be. Gotta be. And then the other two, you're like, holy shit. It's it was, I just thought that was fucking really cool. Actually, speaking yeah. of the of the ice skating and the music and stuff, my daughter was supposed to go to a roller skate party for her birthday. Oh, those were the shit back in And back. I was super stoked. Me and and the the father I'm is a buddy of mine. <laughs> not in the hockey. He's not. not? Uh, the 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 father he has two brothers and they all play hockey and we, we were they were like are you gonna bring rollerblades I'm like I'm renting quads I'll bring my rollerblades in the truck just in case but I was psyched to get out there but then unfortunately the little girl got sick so it's postponed dude if Keith Kachuk isn't in the Hall of Fame there's no fucking way PK Subban should be in the Hall of Fame Subban has a Norris I don't. I don't think Kachuk has an individual award like that. No, I agree with you. I don't think P.K. Subban's a Hall of Famer. I think somebody tweeted it out the other day. It pissed me off. Of course. Um, but speaking of Big Walker Chuck, he shared his thoughts on his two sons' different teams recently when talking about Florida. This is do or die right now. This is a soft team, and they're getting everything they deserve right now. Instead of trying to get autographs from Matthews or Marners, they should probably check harder. I know I sound like a frustrated person, but I know every time I go to watch Ottawa, they might not be the most talented team, but they're always going to play hard. Maybe Florida should take a page out of their book. I can't imagine the family group text after that one. Holy shit. Yeah. Brady's probably like, fucking suck it, Maddie. Yeah. Well, Brady Kachuk, I mean – he he plays a different game than Matthew. He's more of a heart and soul guy. Where I was going to say the exact same thing. He's more of a yeah. blood and guts, heart and soul type of guy. And and I, I think Matthew's more Matthew. just. I would love. I would love Chuck on my team. Either one. I'll, I'll take the daughter. Have you ever met somebody? Have you ever met Matthew? Like I, I know Matt. I've never met somebody who's like, yeah, call me Matthew. Uh, Oh no! Let's think about that. I do know I worked at a restaurant, a bar that had a restaurant years ago, and the chef. He's like, "You can call me Chef Michael," and we were like, "All right, Mike." (laughs) (laughs) See you there, Mike. All right, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Ottawa. Uh, more traction on the Sen sale as actor Ryan Reynolds sold the cellular company Mint Mobile to T-Mobile for one point three five billion. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds, who is a minority owner, stands to make in the $800 million range, which would easily bankroll him enough to be the majority owner in a group purchasing the Senators. That's fine. And he's been showing up at games, too. So I think it'll happen. I hope it does. It's cool. He gets there. Then there's the big spotlight on Ottawa. They can get the rink where they want it. You know what I mean? They'll get the financing. And they're an up-and-coming team. They really are. 
newly acquired Jacob Chitrin on his oh my god on his diet. I'm also eating raw liver, raw beef, heart, doing all this crazy stuff. The taste is awful, but your body almost craves it when you eat it consistently because it's so nutrient dense. I mean, this guy is a serial killer. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, he's now listed as being out a couple weeks due to lower body injury. Mix in a fucking happy meal, dude. <laughs> So. That that was like, tell me you're a hardo without saying you're right, a hardo. Right, dude. Yeah. How, how's that fucking raw liver? Like, yeah. okay, here's one. I would never be friends with somebody who consistently eats raw liver. Well, that's everybody. There's so we're many not going to share the same interests, dude. There's no fucking. There way. are so many people that buy that bought into that liver king, dude, and then he was proved to be a fraud. Yeah, he was just using steroids. The whole yeah. Time. He not only was he using steroids, he was shooting his cows up with steroids. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Coyotes minor, minority owner Andrew Barraway has been arrested for domestic violence in Colorado last week, has subsequently been suspended by the NHL. The charges were suspicion of second degree strangulation, a felony, third degree assault, misdemeanor. He was in a verbal altercation with his wife that allegedly got physical. Allegedly. Put him away. Well, it could be it could be allegedly, but well, it is allegedly. We don't I mean he's not he's not been convicted. He was arrested and charged. Nope, not good. Yeah. Um Vegas since joining the Golden Knights, Jonathan. This, Quick, this, well, this, these numbers are uh, a little behind. So, well, he had gone four one and zero with a two point nine eight goals against, save percentage of nine oh four, and a shutout. Uh, now, second most wins by U.S. goalie, trailing only Ryan Miller by sixteen. All right, so let me ask you this: That's crazy. Oh, sorry. In their prime. Mm hmm. Quicker Miller. Quick, easily. Yeah, hundred all day, right? Easily. My biggest fucking eyeball opener here is how long has the NHL been a league? 1924 maybe ballpark you're telling me that there wasn't one better american goalie than ryan fucking miller <laughs> well like for, come on. for years and years americans got you know it was mostly canadians I right yes dude but like even back then that's when like they didn't really share goalie shit like hmm. I, well, I, there was also there was also less teams. They didn't carry as many goalies. The minor leagues weren't as big, so there was less jobs. Right, Ryan so. fucking Miller, dude. Jesus Christ, we need we need what, we need a new American goalie. My my, Hellebuck? yeah, Hellebuck. We, my, but you have to uh, a good team to get up there. Like that's the only thing. Like actually, I don't know because Ryan Miller's on the Sabers and they sucked. Well, you, you still have your save percentage. You're right. Yeah. That, you know. Um, uh, the the lasting memory for me of Ryan Miller is Luchik steamrolling him. Yeah, forever. 100%, 100%, Tommy Barrasso. Yeah. Tom Barrasso is a U.S. born goalie who I I think I would take Barrasso over Miller. I would take Mike Richter over all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mike Richter can't be the best USA goalie ever. I mean, he won a cup, but like, ah, Quick was pretty fucking right? good though, dude. Quick in his prime is nasty. I think I might take Quick over Richter. In their prime, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because, dude, I mean, that fucking series against the uh, Canucks, that Pavel Bore save, like, mm -hmm. Richter was electric as shit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I got to follow up on that. I, ha I have one person away from Mike Richter. Yeah, please do. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I think he's getting into politics. There's no way he's going to pop on this fucking thing. Oh, really? He's, he's, he's a smart guy. Smart guy. Uh, hey, we had a uh, Murph. Uh, Maureen Murphy was a valedictorian. We had her on. That's fucking true, dude. <laughs> um, Connor McDavid became the first player to record 130 points in a season since Lemieux and Yager in 95-96. McDavid, uh, 60 goals, 78 point, uh, 78 assists, 138 points, 72 games played, which is the most goals by Northern since Gretzky hit 62 in 86-87. 
He's also been very vocal about a best at best tournament for hockey after the world baseball classic. Everyone's talking about baseball to see Otani versus trout. That's why hockey has been missing for almost a decade now. I love this new Connor McDavid that one mm-hmm. scores goals and two. He's out of his shell, dude. Like and he, he shares his thoughts. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. He was like a robot before, but now I think he's kind of, let me ask you this. And I'm going to give you the, the behind the scenes that I have a future on Tage Thompson to win the MVP. Okay. Is McDavid the MVP? Yeah, dude. Well, here's my argument. And again, I'm trying to justify it in my head of why it can happen. So Tage Thompson wins. He has Dreisaitl, who's yeah. also 100 points. He's the first player to record 130 points in 20 fucking years. But, but I understand, but he has Dreisaitl. I don't think that that matters. Do you think he'd have like 160 if Dreisaitl wasn't on the team? I know. I think – I just – I think the only way that you might be able to do that is if, if Thompson had like 125 points. Like yeah. he would have to be close. He, there's nobody close. I made the bet. It was a good bet. But um, The Flyers dust – actually, no, one other thing. Best of best tournament. We need one. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That's what we talked tonight when you were, we were texting. I was watching the women's worlds cause it's best on best. It's awesome. So what happened there? Hello. I'm back. Keep going. Oh, oh that was it. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you were sitting still or frozen. <laughs> no, you, you left. I, what do you mean? I left. It, like, it rebooted your thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, what I was saying was best on best. The like women's worlds, I mean, it was Canada, USA, France, Switzerland, Japan, Finland all played today. I mean, yeah. it's great. It's what you want to watch. It's what you need. Um, uh, Next one. The Flyers beat Florida 6-3 on Tuesday, making John Tortorella the 12th coach in NHL history with 700 wins and second U.S.-born head coach achieved that milestone behind Peter Laviolette. Yeah, I don't I know. Love, I, I, I love Torts, dude, because he just doesn't give a shit. Like. He does. He totally. He doesn't. Give oh, a I think he. Change. I think he very much cares. He doesn't give a shit about changing his style or approach. Is what I meant. To I say. don't think he cares about people's feelings. Mm-mm. Nope. You know. He, uh, yeah, I think it's hilarious that he has his assistant coaches like coaching now and like watching from above, like as if these oh, wait, guys. He's not behind the bench. You're saying? No, I don't think he's behind the bench. Whoa! I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Pretty crazy. Uh. Remember this one uh, later down in the podcast. But on th- uh, March 25th, the Preds honored a legend, the greatest Pred ever, as a team unveiled a statue of Pekka Rene outside Bridgestone Arena. I mean, We're, we'll get into it a little bit. I mean, he's he is yeah. the predator you would think of, right? Face of the franchise. Yo- uh, Roman Yossi, maybe? Uh, for, like when I think National Predators, David Legwand. I don't know why, but that's just like a name that pops up. Okay. He's a captain back when they wore those fucking like stupid jerseys. Yeah, I think a Rene, Yossi, Mike Fisher, maybe. Weber, back when mm. he was a fucking younger. Shea Weber, yeah. Um, Andrew Cogliano played in his 1200th NHL game versus the Abs. The Michigan alum is in his 16th NHL season with a stat line 184, 259 assists, 443 points, 425 pims. Played with Edmonton, the Ducks, Dallas, San Jose, and Colorado, and he won a cup with the Avalanche. Shout out to Cogliano. They love him in Colorado. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, here's one. Brian Boyle retired. Hang a mass. 
26th overall pick in 2003 draft in 871 games, 124 playoff teams. The Kings, uh, wait, what? Played 124 playoff games. With teams, uh, the LA Kings, the Rangers, the Lightning, the Leafs, the Devils, the Predators, the Panthers, and the Penguins compiling stat line of 141, 111, 252 points with 615 pins. Hate to see him turn into a bit of a suitcase, but I did also kind of like to see that I think. I'm pretty sure he, uh, if you look at his career in terms of games played, he played the most games with the Rangers. So I like that. I think of him as a Ranger if I had to. He was fucking awesome for us, dude. He, like, I don't know. He got a lot of shit. He wasn't the fastest dude. And, like, he couldn't fight. I remember there were probably 10 fights early in his Rangers tenure where, like, he would forget that he had to drop his gloves. But he, he was like, and me he was and a big guy, so everybody expected him to. Yeah, and Rex and I, we always kind of like the guy who's like maybe not the best, but it's like kind of like an endearing kind of thing. Like yeah. we were big Brendan Smith guys, huge Brian Boyle guys. Uh yeah, he he was fucking awesome. He battled cancer. He dude, yep. he was he was like his interviews were good, and you could just tell that he gave a shit. And that was I think he's got I, think, I believe he's one of nine. Yeah, big fan. And I think my mother-in-law taught most if not all of them okay can we get him on the fucking pod yeah maybe i have to ask her i didn't even think of that you should uh, actually did i ever tell you the story i got invited to a skate so when i was an emt i worked with this kid uh a couple of times great kid he's younger and he was we started talking about hockey and stuff he's like oh you got to come to the skate over at the burlington ice palace you know it's a town a few towns up and uh i'm like oh when's the skate he's like oh it's like mondays at eight i'm like wait a minute He's not that pro skate. So I didn't realize that the kid I work with played D1 hockey. Okay. And I go, he goes, yeah, there's some pro guys. I'm like, define some pro guys. <laughs> like, you know, like retired, like is Ray Bork showing up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, oh, Brian Boyle. And he brings some of the Rangers when they're in town. I'm like, I'm not going to this fucking skate. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I go, they are going to be so annoyed. Like, who the fuck brought this plug? You know what I mean? I go, if anything, I'll come to the parking lot and have beers with you guys. But I'm not. It was so funny. He was like, oh, you don't think you'd keep up? I'm like, no. <laughs> Dude, I would have I went to watch fucking interview. Yeah, I probably should have. I never did. I, then I felt like a loser just going to watch. But Boyle was there. Yeah, so. Boyle's the man. Uh, the IIHF has released a statement citing a detailed risk assessment that is not yet safe to allow Russian Belarus back into the competition for the 2023-24 season. Yeah, because of what's going on. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, the big city greens. The Rangers played the Caps a few weeks ago. The first kind of production as a live hockey game was rendered into an animated series in real time and virtually recreated on the ice at MSG. Um, I don't know this show, and my daughter doesn't watch it, but I thought it was a cool idea to try to get more people invested in watching a hockey game. Yeah. I it didn't take away from – I mean, they still showed – MSG still showed the game. I think if I had kids, I would have been cool with it, but no. I don't. So I thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. I fuck them kids. All right. Uh, Rangers, fresh off of the suspension, Keandre Miller, he set a franchise record for the Rangers, becoming the first defenseman to register four points in a period. I was surprised at that. You would have thought Leach would have fucking done that. Or yeah, something. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And of all people, for him to do it too, it's kind of. Kind of crazy. Hey, good on him. Um, more Washington OB passed Wayne Gretzky for most 40 goal seasons in the NHL, 13 of them. Sick. 
Uh, the Q announced that they will take steps to ban fighting uh, and lumped the announcement in with hazing and said that they will take steps to ensure that if there's one clear indicator that the other player will not be penalized. Dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, Well, what they did with the hazing part I found interesting because everyone's anti-hazing, right? And everybody's like, we, we can get rid of all this. We don't have a need for it. Like more stuff has come out about the Harvard women's team, some of the shit they did. It's like, all right, we move past it, right, at this yep. point of, of society. So that was like a Trojan horse, right? Mm-hmm. With hazing. And then they were like, and we're going to get rid of fighting. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, I understand to a degree because, hear me out, there are kids in this league as young as 15 playing against 19 year olds. And don't play in the fucking league. That is, that was, that's the remedy. You then have to say, I think if you want to protect the kids, you have to say that this league, is now 18 to 20. Dude, I'm telling you. I and you you might be yelling old man at the clouds at me or whatever. I'm not if I like ran an organ, I wouldn't draft anybody out of the queue. Cause like you're openly going to a league where you're not gonna have to get physical with somebody. And I want people on my team. That's that a fair team. point, actually. I didn't even think of that part of it. The ramifications. Fuck that. I'm gonna pick some dude who went to the queue so he doesn't have to get in a fight. Okay, bud. Yeah, no, no that's fair. That's a fair point. Somewhere else. Uh, Jordan Bennington. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, this was weird. The whole this was a few weeks ago. We're behind. Yeah, he left five goals in on 24 shots through a temper tantrum. Ryan Harmon kind of went across the crease, clipped him, then he fucking lost his shit and then tried pumping up the fucking crowd. So I'm in St. Louis with a bunch of people, and I, like, I already told you, I think the St. Louis might be my second favorite team if they had a different goalie because, like, I like the oh. way that they play. Fair enough. Play. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. And I told them all that, and they all kind of got it. This is exactly why. Like somebody was sure that Flurry was mic'd up during it and was like, "Come on, he always." Oh, Flurry wanted it. Yeah, like, yeah, which was I, which was hilarious. Actually, speaking of Flurry, this isn't in the document because I just saw it when I before I came down here. I think the Wild are our playoff in the playoff bracket, and I think it's either sixteen or nineteen straight seasons that Flurry's made the playoffs That's in his crazy. career. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's a winner. Um, but yeah, Benny, dude, Bennington, man, he was 22, 24 and five, 3.39 goals against an 892 save percentage. Like, yeah. So I, I, I don't mind a goal who has a little bit of edge in him. Like, I think that is a good thing to have a fucking like Madonna about it. Every single fucking game. It's like, <laughs> maybe we should just do that. Let's just start referring to Bennington as Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. <laughs> like, bro, like fucking chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> Um, Chicago, according to sources close to Taves, the captain is seriously considering retirement at the end of this year. After joining the team this week for Smiley's practice, the captain was asked about Kane's departure. He said, I was definitely shocked. All of a sudden, you see him in a Ranger jersey. It kind of looks good on him, to be honest with you. I hate to say it, but it is true. Taves, great guy, Taves. Uh, yeah. He suited up because he likes the Rangers jerseys. He suited up for Chicago and the Devils on April 1st and had an assist in 18 shifts, 14 minutes on the ice. I'm glad that he's back. Weird career, dude. Weird career out of, out of Jonathan Taves because he was at dominant. the end of it. Yeah. Well, the last few years. Yeah, dude. Like he was, I never considered him like a super, super elite guy, but definitely a guy you always want on your team who can score big goals, fight. He, he was a fucking great captain, but I want to put like him Bergeron. In he was like Bergeron. Yeah. Right. I want to put him in the echelon of like Stamkos or like Ovechkin where it was like this guy's fucking nasty, but like I would put Jonathan Taves in a, yeah, like kind of a Bergeron. He's a different, he's a different type of player than, than uh, Stamkos and Ovechkin. He's more like a Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Heart, heart and soul guy. hundred yeah. percent. And 
it just sucks to see what happened to him. He, he had, I think he had like long COVID. There was some other shit. Yeah, long on. COVID. I think he's got, and, and listen, I, I know that's really horrible to start like trying to no, remember diagnosis. He might have something else, but it's, but I, it's some well, type I of immune, I think an immune disorder type thing. So I don't know. That, that was, Shout out to him. Cause I loved watching him play in his yeah. prime. He played hard. Um, the check. Oh, dude, look at this. Go ahead, go ahead. 26 year old Merrick Malinsky has a, put up a stat line of 37 goals, 14 assists for 51 points playing for S C S K A Sophia in the Bulgarian league in just five games, five games. He had 51 points. It's insane. That's you know what that is. That's a guy playing D league beer league when Half he's it. a B player. I would say he dropped down like three levels. Yeah. And and instead of like knowing that you're better than everybody, you're going hard every shift. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hundo hockey. Yeah. Uh, Sharks. James Reimer came out against the recent Pride Night jerseys, and the Sharks let him uh, not wear the jersey for warm-ups while the rest of the team did. Cited his Christian faith as a reason. You uh, said he uh, seemed to contradict himself in a statement, then dragged former Nazim Kadri into the frame of basically saying, "Oh my God, see, I'm... the Sharks may have." He um, did. He did though in his statement. More... Horrible. I, all right, let's talk Pride Night because that essentially this is what it's about. I saw that Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl also yep. did this. They also um, said it was against their faith, but then videos surfaced of them wearing Pride Night in years past. Yeah, I think so. they, I think, I don't know. I, my thing is they, I feel like anybody should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. That, that would be like my agree. Thing. Agree. I, I think. If you don't want to wear it, don't wear it. But don't come out there and talk about. You have to, because if you're asked questions, you can't be like, I don't want to answer this question because then everybody's going to say, say no comment. That'll go over well. It's going to, it can't go over worse. I, I, so two things, two things I have for you. I have one, one thing after your two things. I, well, the Pope came out. Oh my God. Okay. And said, there's a, there's a documentary coming out about the Pope. Uh, and he was talking, he, I think he sits down with like 20, 20 people from different ages, different walks of life and answers whatever questions they ask kind of thing. And somebody said, uh, is it okay for NHL hockey players to wear? <laughs> no, no. He asked about those who use the Bible as a reference to promote hate speech and justify the exclusion of the LGBTQ plus movement. He said such people are quote, infiltrators who take advantage of the church for their personal narrowness. Okay. Pretty strong statement from, well, I mean, I mean, they hide pedophilia pedophiles. So I think there's also a huge jump by saying, so you're saying because they're not wearing Jersey, they're saying that they hate gay people. No, 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 no. I have no problem with anyone not wearing. Not you. I'm talking about like, I'm not saying you specifically. I'm talking about the the way, like the Pope said that. Well, I think he was there, there's people that wrap themselves in the flag. They wrap themselves in the military. They wrap themselves in right. uh, Black Lives Matter and they twist the message and use it for their own personal right. views. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everyone can warp stuff. And I think that's what he was saying. Like a true the true teachings of Christ are not that okay. in the modern day I be, is how I interpret it. I could be wrong. What the no, fuck I do that. I know? No, I, um, I, I, get, I get where you got there. And then the, and now listen, I am not, we have long established that I am not a Toronto Maple Leaf fan yep. of any way, shape or form. But what they did ahead of their pride night, I don't know if you saw this video, they brought in uh Megan Duggan. Okay. Uh, 
Megan Duggan, uh, she's she's currently the director of play development for the Devils. Uh, she's won Olympic gold, two silvers, eight women's worlds, seven gold, one silver. She was a Patty Kaz award winner and played pro women's hockey for six years. She spoke to the team ahead of their pride night and talked about having a fight. She was like, she wanted them to understand where she was coming from. And she was like, uh, if you played pro hockey, raise your hand. A bunch of them, they all raise their hand. If you played for your country, raise your hand. And she was keeping her hand up. If you're married, raise your hand. And then she was like, if you had to fight for marriage equality, raise your hand. And of course, they're all guys, you know, uh, all uh, 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 heterosexual marriages. So they put their hands down. Then she got choked up and she was like, if you had to fight to be recognized as a parent for your own children, raise your hand. And they were all, you could have heard a pin drop in this in the whole thing and her quote was it's difficult to understand inclusion if you've never been excluded which if you think about it that's pretty heavy right Mm -hmm. and and my whole thing with the jerseys and went around in the group text with all the other bloggers and stuff it's not an endorsement wearing that jersey you're not saying hey i approve of this you're saying that you're welcome here in this rank Mm mm-hmm and in that mindset, you're a fucking donkey if you don't wear it, in my opinion. I, think, uh, I, think I will give I think uh, one last thing. I will give a pass if with the with the laws in Russia, yeah, uh, outlawing LGBTQ lifestyle and everything. And if you have a legitimate concern for your family and their safety in Russia, because it's it sounds like it's a fucking circus over there in a wild west, then I understand that to a degree. And you can say, listen, things are different where I'm from and I'm concerned for my family and I don't want to talk anymore about it. Yeah. But for all the high high profile Russian players that don't wear them, Malkin always wears it. You know, plenty of guys wear them. Yeah. So so that's my I, two cents with the whole thing. No, and I, I get where you're coming from. I think. And I think what you said, like, it's not an endorsement. It's the inclusion thing. I totally get that part. My, I just I don't know. I, I think people should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do in or out one way or the other. And at the end of the day, it's fucking hockey, dude. Like I want to watch hockey. And that this might make me a fucked up person, but like when I want to watch hockey, I want to get away from fucking everything. I like, I like being able to escape, escape, lose yourself in the game. Right. And for three weeks, all I heard about was this Friday night every single day. And it was like, and you could, you could make the argument that it showed more light towards this topic because of them not, but you know, there are people, I'm sure there's people in the NHL that don't support what the military has done, but they wear the military warmups. You know what I mean? It's the same. So, yeah, but, they, I, yeah, but I don't think that they have to. Right. But what was the backlash? What's going to happen, dude? Is they're going to cancel these Pride Nights? Like, these Pride Nights were supposed to be cool. Like, they were supposed to be, hey, everybody's involved. One person doesn't wear it, and all of a sudden, boom. Now it's right. like this huge fucking really negative thing. This guy's a fucking asshole. And then all the assholes on the one side go and buy all of his jerseys to make that right. fucking look even worse. And I, now you see other players being like, well, okay, well, if he doesn't have to wear one, I'm not really – like he got attacked for believing that. Like I'm not going to wear one. So then that person doesn't wear one. And then it's kind of a back and forth. If Dude, Pride Night should happen, but people should, should, should just shut the fuck up about it. Well, like, I think I think you have to let the players decide if they want to. And if they yeah. don't want to wear it for you whatever reason, you're just still having their opinion. You're still having Pride Night. Like, you can yeah. still have fun. The Raiders had yeah. Pride Night. They didn't wear the jerseys. Everybody blew up. 
for fucking three but years I, in between. But I think the problem is it was nothing but Pride Night, Pride Night, Pride Night, Pride Night. Cool. Like, I'm cool with that. But, like, mm. I just still celebrate it. Like, don't let this fucking ruin Right. That. I think the problem is, like in everything nowadays, it's the vocal minority that ra- raises fucking hell over it. Where So now, because of all this, now some teams aren't doing it. So now people now they're under the microscope. Now they're dude, there's right. sports that just don't do it. Like hockey did it. Not saying yeah. it's a privilege to have that happen, but that's cool that fucking hockey had that. Yeah. And now because if somebody doesn't want to do it, you're gonna throw this fucking huge thing where it's like this person, blah blah blah. And now it's like the NHL has to protect their players, dude. Like yeah. they can't just it's a business. Yep. And now and now it's gonna be oh now the NHL is this. No, like they're this way because of everything that just led up to that. Like if, if somebody didn't wear their Jersey, okay, who gives a shit? We're still going to have a fucking good time and party. Like, yeah, I, I, it's hard. Cause there's no, this is the problem. There's it. Everyone wants to make every issue black and white mm-hmm. and there's, yeah, there's exactly. a lot of gray exactly. and, and people have to respect other people's beliefs and opinions. And everybody just wants to make their, well, there, there are fucking people in the media that want to make their reputation on on ripping these guys. Mm-hmm. And instead of focusing on the 21 guys that did wear it, everyone focuses on the one guy that did it. You see that all – this is hockey culture, dude. It's like, not hockey culture. Hockey, it's just our culture, unfortunately. Well, no, you know I mean? like, it's like look, – look at it, dude. Like Rick Westhead comes up with a fucking different article every day about these heinous fucking things that are happening in hockey. Yeah, they're bad. Like, why are there no? Can we have some dude that just does happy shit? Like that would be. <laughs> Remember, John Krasinski tried that during the lockdown. Remember that? The yeah. Good News Network or something. Like, it's... Yeah, but that's the whole media thing. The whole thing with the news, like if it leads, and it gets people pissed off, and, and if it leads, it bleeds. Right? That was the whole mindset. So, I mean, you're fighting. You know what you're doing? You're shoveling against the tide. You're never gonna. You know what I mean? No, it's, and it's and now it's fucking. I I doubt the NHL has Pride Night next year because of they have players that don't want to do it, right. and they're gonna get fucked. And you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna have Military Night, and people are gonna get all sorts of pissed about that, and then they're probably gonna have to cancel that, which is yep. like, <sighs> okay. But here's the other thing. We, I was talking about this with somebody at hockey tonight. Excuse me. Everyone's all up in arms about all these different things, right? And no one can agree upon it. And what is America based on? Consumerism, capitalism, right? Yep. Everyone fights to the fucking grave about ads on jerseys. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one thing everybody can agree upon. Yeah. But the whole country is based on. So, you know what? Throw the fucking ads on the jerseys. I don't give a fuck at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah well, this we is gotta, my story. The second San Jose story is a good one. An hour into this one. Um, poop, 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 I know. Poop. After nine years in the minors with a handful of games at the NHL level, former Harbor captain Kyle Cruz-Cuolo, I think, uh, got his first NHL goal in a 16th NHL game. Pretty cool. Shout out to him. Good for him, man, to fight through the minors that long. Um. AJ Guru suspended with a high cross check to the face of Mike Hoffman. He got a game, and Hoffman went to like fucking Instagram or Twitter or some shit. Like, okay, I have two sides of this. One, Hoffman, like you're kind of a little baby bitch for doing that. Like, said right on, there. On the other, it was side, only for one game. On the other side, somebody has to hold that incompetent, stupid fuck George Peros accountable. And it's about time that people are coming out and doing shit. So he still hasn't called you back. Fuck him, dude. <laughs> And that should fucking tell you something. The fact that you have players fucking tweeting out videos pretty much calling you a dumb fuck. And they yeah. just keep in there. 
Uh, did he get like fined for that? I wonder if he did. AJ Greer? No, Hoffman for doing that. Probably not. I mean, the Rangers don't get calls anymore because they came out with a letter. Or remember the James Dolan thing? Yeah. Well, Mike Hoffman's also a Canadian, so. The Bruins are flirting in NHL history, third NHL team in to achieve 60 win threshold. I've set a new franchise record for points, 123 counting. And it's that David Poshnak is the only player in this, this century. Is, look at this one. To have 55 goals or more, along with 100 points or more, and a plus minus of plus 30 or more. Pretty crazy. Head coach Jim Montgomery set an NHL record, most wins by coach in his first season with the team. What's yeah, crazy to me, and I know they added some stuff at the deadline, but what's crazy to me is how much of a difference Montgomery has made over Cassidy. Yeah. Because well, I wouldn't have predicted the guys that. guys can be themselves, dude. Yeah. When we talked to Fink, remember? Fink wouldn't was surprised, wasn't. He wasn't like, oh, this guy's going to change the culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Um, Kirill the Thrill. Uh, expected to miss three to four weeks of lower body injury. Been plugging along without him. Matt Boldy's been going off. 11 goals, four assists, and 15 games uh, fifteen points in nine games played. Yeah. Uh, two hat tricks. Massachusetts boy. <laughs> of course he is. He is. Uh, Sid Crosby recorded his 83rd point of the season in his 70th game played to ensure they would finish the year with more than a point per game for the 18th year in a row. The only player in NHL history with more is Wayne Gretzky did with 19 times. Uh, we have a new PIM leader in Sealtown. Gary Malkin surpasses Kevin Stevens, set a new record with 1058 penalty minutes and 1051 games played. Would you have picked Malkin as the all-time penalty minute leader for the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. no. How many of those are first yelling at a ref and slamming his stick being a baby? Hey, I, I bet a lot of them are 10 minutes conducts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They add up quick. Um, Marty St. Louis bench Jonathan Drewin for being late. Oh, to you missed the tang there. Oh, shit. Chris Letang plays uh, in game 1,000 going 154, 532, 686 points, 691 pims, three cups. Also won two golds in World Junior along with the uh, Silver World Championship along with his eight NHL All-Star nods. Definitely Hall of Famer, I think. You? Yeah. No, I was just curious what you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Never never in never in the conversation for a Norris, though. Yeah, but, I mean, he's been a fucking really good player for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just uh, interesting. A good buddy of mine. Oh, my buddy who here who has the Pittsburgh. He lives in Boston and has the Penguins season tickets at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears uh, 58 a lot for Latang in beer league. Yeah. Uh, Marty St. Louis bench Jonathan Drew for being late to a team meeting. He originally was going to send him to the press box, but due to injuries, the NHL made it mandatory that the Habs dress 18 skaters for the game. So Durant sat on the bench for the entire game, fully dressed without playing a minute. The meeting was the morning after the Montreal lost nine to five to Florida. Be a pro dude. I mean, yeah. That's the easiest thing you can do to get yourself ahead in life is just to show up to things. That's how you get ahead. Like, what a fucking idiot, man. Um, more Montreal NHL stars just like us. The Canadians regularly run a segment at games during TV timeouts where players have to guess the price of regular, regular grocery items. At a recent game, the segment featured Cole Caulfield asking what a box of dried spaghetti costs, and the crowd had to guess higher or lower. Caulfield guessed $9.99. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny. Just shows you how out of it, out of touch. You know what I mean? Cole yeah. Caulfield's not going to the grocery store. No, 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 no. <laughs> Josh Anderson's out for the regular season with a high ankle sprain. Anderson expects to make a full recovery. No tanking here. 
Uh, Michael Pizzetta with the Sally of the Year after a shootout winner versus Buffalo. After the game, he commented, I don't know when I'll score a game-winning goal, so I had to celebrate. And, yeah, it was a tribute to Tiger Williams. That's kind of cool. You saw it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Pizzetta, he looks like the guy that shows up to beer league, like, with, like, the rattiest pads. You know what I mean? And just, you know – Drives up in a van, smoking darts. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like weed, dude, for sure. Yeah. He has a cornrow, but it's not on purpose. We used to have a guy that played with us. Uh, what was his name? It was Billy, I think. And we called him Kerosene Bill because he always yeah. smelled like fucking kerosene when he showed up. That's how he heated his house. And he was always shit-faced. We were like, oh, Kerosene Billy's here. Yeah, That's a fucking funny nickname to have, dude. <laughs> That's a funny fucking nickname. Um. Oh, God. The king of <coughs> Matthews Arena. He's in the pros. Uh, Devin Levi signed a three-year entry-level deal with the Sabres. He'll jump right in as they set to join Buffalo for the last 14 games. Only player drafted outside the first round whose entry-level contract contains the maximum allowed salary, signing bonus, and performance bonuses. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That is not the norm of the seventh-round pick, but the Sabres feel his performance in the World Junior and the numbers he put up in the last two seasons for Northeasters earned him that compensation. As a sophomore at Northeastern last year, he was All-American Hockey East Goalie of the Year, winner of the Mike Richter Goalie Award, and a finalist for the Hobie Baker. Career 942 save percentage is the second-best all-time in NCAA hockey, only behind Collar Hellenbuck's 946 and eight less games played. Do you know where Hellenbuck went to college? Oh, I do. I didn't even know he was a college guy. Uh, he also leaves Northeastern with a 1.9 goals against while facing an average of 32 shots per game. For contact, Ryan Miller faced 26 shots per game at Michigan. Uh, Levi got his first NHL win in his first start versus the Rangers in overtime. Yeah, I watched that game, actually, just to see how he did. And now, and how much do I does, regret not going up and being like, hey, man, you want to come on the podcast? That yeah, time? he does, like, this weird, like, stretch thing in front of the net because his dad likes Star Wars. Did you see that? So he does – it's a Zen uh, It's a Zen meditation, and he does yeah. it during a TV timeout. And he gets – if you notice, he, he gets high enough in the slot between the hash marks so he's not in the way of them scraping. Yeah. But – strategically he doesn't allow them to clear that high slot area so that slot area stays snowy smart you know interesting yeah all right yeah i think i mean i think he's he's the um he's the future for the sabers yeah he's a i mean they say he's small but oh he went to u lowell that's where halibut went umass lowell um he he's still six foot. I mean, he's just not these, you know, six five freak, you know. Yeah. I, I like a small goal. I don't like the six. I five. think he's a good goalie. Uh, of course he wants against Rangers. Uh oh, so the Norris. Yeah. I want I put this in here. Did you see Wayne Gretzky? Uh no. Clearly Wayne Gretzky has been listening to the morning skate because <laughs> he came out the other night on TNT. Well, I say Hampus, Lind, it's it's Hampus Lindholm's fucking no, Norris. No, no. He said there should be instead of the Norris, there should be an additional award. Let's okay. call it the Bobby Orr for offensive defenseman. Because Eric Carlson winning the Norris, who's the favorite right now, is a travesty to me. I think so. I think it would be cool. What would be fucking sick? And this this would never happen, but each team like chooses the one person that they think would would be good for the Norris and or for the offensive and one player that would be good for the defense. Oh, that'd be awesome. And then writers or whoever picked whoever them votes on it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That would be a much better way to do it. 
Because then some guy who's playing on a dog shit team, but is out there eating pucks and you That's know what, what I mean? I'm and yeah. and I feel like people around the league would see that. But at the same time, like dude, Victor Hedman easily could win the best defensive defenseman. Like you could you can nominate him for both the offensive and defensive. So I did some uh I did some stats oh, here, buddy. Can't wait. Uh, Sick chart. Yeah, thanks. Um so Carlson's way ahead. He's got like 20 points ahead of everybody else. Yeah. He's also a minus 14 on the season. On a dog shit team. Yeah. But here's the thing that gets me. Uh, Charlie McAvoy's a plus nine. No, no. Actually, this this whole argument favors your boy. Um, you'll like it at the end. Well, it makes sense. Shorthanded time on ice. Eric Carlson, 21 seconds a game is what he averages. I don't think you should be in the running for the Norris if you don't average at least a minute. Dad, that's why I, I I don't know if they'll ever do it because of like the history of the game. But for, dude, honestly, fuck the history of the game. Look what they just did with baseball with the pitch clock and like making yeah. the bigger. Yeah. Like make another fucking award. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that that the top ten plus minus because it's Matt Grizzlick is leading the league. I'm not saying he should win the Norris, but I think yeah, you yeah. have to look at all of it. I think you have to look at plus minus. You have to work. Look at giveaways. You have to look at takeaways. You know, Eric Carlson leads the league in giveaways. Yeah. So, I mean, your boy Fox though shows up on a lot of these lists. Weird. Adam Fox is uh, plus twenty eight. He's got sixty eight points, which puts him, I think, fifth in the defense. And uh, he also. Uh, where was the I thought I did the shorthand of time on ice. Oh, here it is. He averages over two minutes a game, shorthand of yeah. time on ice. I think that you could make Fox. I would be you can put Fox offensive and defense if you want to, dude. He could win, he could be the first person to win both the same year. All right. Well, should I try so this is what happens. I try to be nice to you and then you take it too far. All right, so. dumping. Oh, hey, one more. Wayne Gressy's side of the week. Gressy scores one hundred one thousandth point in his just his four hundred and twenty-fourth game. At the age of 23, to put in context, McDavid has 843 points in 564 games played at age 26. So people forget how good Wayne Gretzky was. And you could argue the fact that the rest of the talent around McDavid is watered down compared to Wayne Gretzky because there was less teams. Okay. Yeah. To make that argument, kind yeah. of. Yeah, I think so. We also right. have an NHL player poll. We're going to save that for the next podcast. Yeah. So what do we got? Oh, dump and change? Dump and change, bro. All right, man. All right, so RIP to Lance Reddick. Uh, you probably know him from uh, the Wire and John Wick franchise. He passed away at the age of sixty. You know who I'm talking about? Black guy. Yep. Bald head. Yep. 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 Good yep, actor. Yep. Good actor. Great in the uh, Wire. Oh wait, 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 wait. Have you seen Succession? No. It's on HBO. You should watch it. Yeah, I've had people recommend it to me, and I'm like, why do I want to watch obnoxious rich people behaving like assholes? Because it's fucking funny, dude. Is it funny? <laughs> like, like, there's some serious parts, but there's a couple characters that are fucking hilarious. And it's not supposed to be funny. It's just like their character. All right, so I'm not going to give any names here, but there's an actor on that show. Okay. Who, I don't know which one he is. It's not the Culkin kid. I know that. Macaulay Culkin's little brother. It's not him. I didn't even know Macaulay Culkin's little brother was in it. It's one of the Kieran Culkin, I think is his name. One of the actors. I got to look it up. So there's an actor on this show who, when he started out, Chris Evans, Captain America. Fucking hate that guy. Why do you hate Chris Evans? I just don't like him. 
Why? Are, they could have had a better Captain America. He doesn't give off a Captain America thing to me. I just don't like him. All right. Anyways. He talks a lot. Anyways, Chris Evans went out of his way to help this kid out when he was starting out as an actor. Oh, I see Karen Culkin. I got it. That makes sense. Okay. So Chris Evans, who is an established actor, went out of his way to help this other actor out. Okay. This other actor is uh, kind of a diva dickhead. Can you know who it is? I don't know. I don't know which one it is. What's his name? I don't know. I know him. I, if you say it, I know it. Jeremy Strong, Brian Cox, Nicholas Braun, Matthew McFadden. I think it's Jeremy Strong. Okay. I think he's like a method actor, and he stays in character and makes just like life hell for everybody. And apparently, like, he's big time Chris Evans. And Chris Evans is like, dude, fuck off now. Yeah, just like, talk about biting the hand of feed you. So I have a friend who's friends with Chris Evans. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, no, I do. So anyways. Oh, he's a local guy. So, all right, so back to this. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, and he broke the news himself on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Insider Adam Schefter then tweeted the story, quote, to confirm, and Rodgers clapped back on him at Twitter going, lose my number, good try, though. Uh, I thought that this was great. The Winnipeg Jets got in on the fun when they retweeted the Rodgers announcement with a Photoshop of the quarterback in a Winnipeg Jets jersey, number 12, on the bench cheering on the team. It was perfect. I don't know who wears number 12 for the Jets. I should have looked that up. But it was a great, great picture. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen the Notre Dame lacrosse team come out. College? Yeah. Notre okay. Dame, the college. The lacrosse team comes out to a player playing bagpipes. Uh, Sean Meehan started it back in the 90s. Uh, and they pass it down. They're like, you have to learn how to play bagpipes. And they lead out the team. It's awesome. Like, bagpipes are great. And and uh, they had a game, uh, a spring practice. Uh, they had a game versus UVA, which was some top teams in the in in college lacrosse. And the entire football team came straight from spring practice to support the the Bros. And uh, the entire roster, the football team, was out there on the hill cheering on the lax players. So it's good. I always love that shit. Yeah, cool. teams. Uh, Darren McCarty. Uh, Legend of the Red Wings. Uh, he hit the ring with Impact Wrestling and was power bomb power bombed through a table by Bully Ray Dudley, who used to be Billy Ray Dudley back in WWF, yeah. uh, who then commented on the tweet that he never was a hockey fan, bunch of fake tough guys, which then, of course, prompted George LaRock to challenge Bully Ray to a fight because George LaRock like, loves challenging people to fights. I think George LaRock just loves getting his name out there. George LaRock, uh, for he he for a while followed me on Twitter. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. He unfollowed you? Yeah, he was off and on. I must have said something. Oh. Uh, uh, the Australian, have you seen this? Australian scientists yeah. have created a mammoth meatball in a lab using a myoglobin gene from a 5,000 year old mammoth injected into lab grown lamb cells. The company filled in the gaps in the DNA chain with African elephant DNA. The meatball came out the size of a volleyball, but no one ate it as the scientists were unsure how or if the human body could digest the protein. Somebody's got to try that. Yeah, someone 100 has got to try. You know it. what you do, Liver King? You got caught doing all this shit. We're gonna try this. Forget about it. Go eat that. Yeah, Jacob Chikrin, go try it. Oh, go maybe you, that. maybe you and Connor Bedard could go together. Chikrin probably read that fucking report rock hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm having trouble reading it because I have this impediment. Um, <laughs> So this is this story, dude. This one, I would love to try this. Nathan Firesheets has achieved immortality as he completed the Disney Global Ride Challenge 
while documenting his quest on Twitter. Fire Sheets hit all 12 Disney parks in 12 days and rode all operational rides, which was 216 in total. His lift, this is the order he did him in. Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney Studios, Shanghai Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, Disneyland, Disneyland California Adventure, Epcot Center, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and then the Magic Kingdom. Can you imagine how tired that guy was? But he did it. I know he did it. I would have been fucking exhausted. Dude. Oh, yeah. There's no 100%. way he was drinking during that trip. You can't do that. No, and I will say this, no offense to this guy, but he looked like exactly like you would think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, shout out to him, though. But that's that's a fucking accomplishment. Yeah. You know, no. you talk about running a marathon, I would be willing to wager that was harder to do. Yeah. You make that argument anyways. Yeah. Um, Rangers, I don't have that much to talk about. Patty Kane didn't play tonight. Maintenance day-to-day. Is that just a, a load management deal? I think so. I'm okay with it. Like yeah, he might be sure. a little bit banged up, but if he's a little bit banged up, whatever. Ryan Lindgren returned to the lineup. If you guys get a chance, go to our YouTube channel, Jacob Truba hits. And, and I feel like he darkened his hair up. while he was out. He looks fucking sick, dude. That guy didn't even think about shaving. Um, no, his hair does this not was it my imagination? Or his hair looked darker. A little bit darker. He's not he's he's just spending time working out. He's he's like uh Clubber Lang and Rocky Three. He's down in the basement doing pull-ups on ropes. Lindgren stick, and he got into it with Kalorn and um uh, Sorelli. Uh it's nice to have him back, dude. Very, yeah, very I nice like Lindgren a lot. Uh Jacob Trubo won the Mr. Ranger Award, uh, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. What's that? Uh it's just an award that they hand out who like best exemplifies being a ranger. Uh he he looked like he got a concussion tonight. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, load management, though. Get them healthy. Uh, what was I going to say? I think Monday when they played the Sabres, they're doing the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award, so that would be kind of cool. That's always one of my favorite nights of the year. Uh, that award goes out to somebody who best exemplifies like perseverance and shit like that. Yep. I got those written down for the Bruins, too. Yeah. So that'll be fucking cool. Um, Capo Cacos, I think, scored in his last four games. He had a nice goal tonight. Tyler Mott had a couple tonight. Tyler Mott's shipping in. Our fourth line looks good. So, once again, I was in and out of this game because I was watching something else, too. I was back and forth. I only heard Zabinijad's name on the power play. Uh, he, he actually had a really sick – well, it was almost a goal. Odd man rush, Adam Fox passed it to him, and he had to kind of reach behind to get into the puck, and Hedman's in front of him. Yeah. Put it between his legs, went backhand, and went off the post, hit the back of Askeleski. Oh, I right saw that. Back. I saw that on the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a sick I didn't realize that was a minute, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, dude, fuck the Lightning. I'm kind yeah, of fucking out. 100%. How about that? Hey, listen, you got to give some props to Chris Kreider. That backhand fucking deflection? Jesus Christ. Dude. Um, you shoot 100 pucks at me? I don't think I would do that ever. Ben Harper, the sheriff, finally dropped his gloves, dude. He dropped them twice tonight. Um, we talk I, about this when we were recording the fight he had with Corey Perry. Uh, no, it might have been before. So, for to catch I hope it was before, unless we're really fucked up. But I think, yeah, I think it was well, if if uh, if we already talked about this, then this is the bonus coverage. But yeah, he was he Harper and Perry fought, and he was making a gesture like rubbing his hand on his face. And I thought he was asking Perry if he was crying. And Ked thought he was telling him, like, again, another Rocky three. He was like, yeah. hit me again. Hit me again. <laughs> Fucking see if yeah. he can land one. 
Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, he wasn't on the Rangers. He got in a preseason fight. And he got KO'd. I don't know if you remember that. Ben Harper did. Yeah, I do remember. And so he joined the Rangers, supposed to be a fighter. Guys' gloves have been cemented on. So I kind of came up with a thing that after he got knocked out, they sat him down like, hey, listen, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Like kind of seeing somebody for it. And then all it took was for him to drop the gloves one time because he was on the TV all night tonight chirping the, the lightning bench the whole time. He's fight. a big fucking dude. He's on hands. Shout out to Corey Perry for even fighting him. because He's got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, right? He was so much bigger than Corey Perry during that whole fucking thing. Perry didn't stand a chance. but And like Perry's older. So like you just... I love seeing shit like that. I hate Corey Perry. He was going after Igor the whole game, but you have to like respect the fact that this dude's still willing to stick up for himself, even being that fucking old. He's like, six foot forget. six. He's listed at big fucking dude. Can you imagine finding somebody who's six foot six? How no. about fucking no. no, dude? No. How about no? no. Um, yeah, Trooper getting hurt sucks. Uh, Brandon Schneider with another giant hit tonight. And then Ross Colton, what a fucking virgin that guy is. Comes flying in, just starts flailing all over the I ice. can't stand the fucking lightning. Dude, and Eric Chernak, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, But, yeah, I, the boys have been good. Patty Kane had a sick goal, uh, I forget, a couple weeks ago, where he almost had a fucking really sick goal, and he just missed, went back, back out, and then went short side. He's been Aaron's goal old. tonight was filthy. Bar down. Yeah. Tarasenko's fucking blocking shots, dude. I think the boys are kind of starting to dial up. And what was kind of cool is I know that we're not playing the Lightning in the first round or whatever, but I was wondering if it was going to be kind of like a playoff game. Like before leading up to right? I knew it was NCNC, and I was like, I really hope they don't fucking just blow an egg. Well, I feel like the Lightning have made a conscious decision over the last week to 10 days to muck it up with everybody when all of a sudden Pat Maroon is the fucking face of your franchise. Then that's their that's their getting ready for the fucking uh, playoffs. I gotta I'll be honest with you. I wrote a blog about this because they the Bruins played uh, the Lightning and the Hurricanes like within three days of each other. They're the two most despicable fucking teams. Yeah. And Penguins are up there too, though, dude. I don't Penguins have a problem with the Penguins problem. like you do, but I don't know how good a coach John Cooper is. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you want a couple cops? You must be decent. Right, but you also had I mean Vasilevsky looks leaky now, but he he went from uh who do you have? It was Ben Bishop, right? Yep. And he had Ben Bishop for a year and then he stumbled into Vasilevsky. Stamkos and Hedman and Kucherov have been there the entire time that he's been there. Yeah. It's not like he's had to, you know, like Claude Julian did, like putting guys in different spots and trying to figure it out. I don't I honestly I I mean, I don't want to say overrated, but you know. <laughs> and on the fucking complaining to the officials, holy shit! That the devils are game. like that too. Who the devils? Oh yeah, I don't watch the devils enough. They're so nobody watches crazy. the devils enough because they're a fucking irrelevant franchise, dude. Just like the Islanders. What sucks is all three of them are going to get in. I wish, I wish the Islanders would miss the playoffs. But if the Islanders miss the playoffs, that probably means the Penguins are getting in. And I here, so Hal texted me the other day, and he's like, "Who would you want to play the?" Um, Islanders, the Panthers, or who's the other one? Islanders, Panthers, or Penguins. And I was like, out of those three teams, the team I wouldn't want to play would be the Penguins. I would have no problem playing the Islanders and no problem playing the Panthers, but the Penguins would fucking scare me just because Sidney Crosby. So your first choice would be the Islanders or the Panthers? Panthers. Yeah, I would go Panthers, Islanders. No, I would go Panthers, Pens, Islanders because the goalie for the Islanders. That's what Hal said. Fuck, dude. The guy has one good year, and you think he all you have to do to beat the Islanders is score three goals. You're telling me that your team can't score three goals in, in a four 
Best are, are, are they getting Barzal back for the playoffs? Probably not. Yeah. And even with Barzal there, they don't score goals, dude. They play boring oh, fucking hockey. Biz gets roasted for that all the time by fucking stupid Islanders fans. Like, they are a boring team. Nobody nobody on planet Earth outside of Islanders fans turns on the TV and is like, oh, fuck, yeah, the Islanders are on right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, I can at least say that with the Bruins. I can say that about a lot of teams if they're on. Yeah, like, okay, fuck yeah, the, the teams, Flames yeah. are on. Like, I can watch this game. Somebody's going to muck it up. The Lightning are on. At least they're talented. The Islanders are on. Do you think there's one person who's like, wow, I can't wait to watch I feel the same way about Carolina. I don't want to watch Carolina play either. See, I don't mind watching Carolina because they're fast, and they move yeah. the puck really well. Like, that's kind of fun to watch. You watch that. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to watch 60 minutes of hockey where each team's going to have 18 shots on goal and I have to look at Brock <laughs> Nelson's ugly fucking face and hear Butch Goring the whole time moan. Oh, Who God. wants to do that? Yeah, fair. Stalking Rangers, talking rags. All right, bees, dude. I'm going to buzz through this because a lot of this stuff is outdated now. Just trying right, to pick and choose. Buzz through. I'm grabbing my tin. I'll be right back. All right. Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron became the franchise leaders in the most times factoring into the same goal. They've done it 407 times past the previous record holders, Phil Esposito and Ken Hodge. They also joined Johnny Busick as the only players in team history with a team record 10 consecutive 20 goal seasons. thought that was a pretty good stat. Uh, Marchand, Marchand has deactivated his Twitter for the playoff run, but he is not shy about sharing his opinion every time a microphone is put in front of him he manned the mic after practice to give updates on players uh in place of montgomery when asked about felino marshawn said still old still bald and then after the trade deadline they asked him about the team he goes i love everyone in the league now all the guys i hate are now on our team so just just a funny fucking guy uh, this it seems I thought, like a cool room, dude. It just seems like a cool room, like a hockey room to be in. Like there was a clip that came out because Bertuzzi, people have been around here have been questioning Bertuzzi, uh, like his fucking body language. It's the stupidest fucking thing, right? Is it not good? No, I don't know. They like, oh, he seems like he. I'm like, that's just the way he fucking holds himself. You know what I mean? Has he, he played well? Yeah, I, I, I think he's been great. Um, but there was a video clip that went out where he was after the game, he was talking, he was like giving the puck to somebody and he's like standing up there and he's like, okay. So, and someone said something like another player and he turned around and he's like, Hey, I'm fucking talking. And they all just burst out laughing. Like he is fitting great. And and then he has that big smile with the no teeth, you know, actually uh, Taylor Hall skated to practice today with a, uh, regular jersey on of course he did is this a okay you hate the lightnings but your franchise is nothing but the lightning dude my franchise that i root for does not complain to the refs like the lightning they don't do that no and jim montgomery just shakes his head and maybe laughs he doesn't flip out on the bench anyways listen your your players and your bench might not do that but the dude who's calling your game certainly does that's so fine. That probably, probably evens out there. And then the whole, oh, I'm going to put somebody on the IR and he's not really hurt. That's classic. He was hurt. <sighs> so and, anyway, now, and now we're going to have this new fucking guy coming in, the fucking mayor of Boston. The Bruins, the Bruins third line for the playoffs is going to be Charlie Coyle in between Bertuzzi and Taylor fucking Hall. I mean, come on. <laughs> and then what do you got? The check line? The check checkmates will be the second line. You got Bergeron, Marshawn, and DeBrusque. Checkmates, a checkline. All right. 
Either one. And then you you boss people love that fucking lovey dovey Swayman Omar hug. Like, oh, I love that. The huggy bears. Like, the huggy bears. So and wait, then, okay, huggy bears. Have you ever seen a t-shirt for that? No, we should make them because that was my idea, Huggy Bears. I came up with that. Dude, we could definitely fucking get a t-shirt made of like a bear kind of like going like this. I don't we probably can't use the Bruins logo, but we could put no, like no. a black and gold jersey on it with nothing else, but a bear like going like this like it says Huggy You could bear. say Boston on the on the jerseys, you'd have two mm -hmm. bears coming at each other. Um, that could be a genius fucking idea. I cannot believe nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, well, they do, they do, they have. I saw one out where it's two goalies hugging. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, what were we talking about? Huggy oh, the fourth line, the fourth line like is gonna be it's gonna be no shick, and then it's gonna be a dogfight. It could be Felino. Hathaway, I think it's Hathaway. Hathaway and, definitely playing. I think it's Hathaway and Nosick, and then there's like five guys for that third spot. So who are the five guys? You got Freddie. You got Frederick. Polino. You got Polino. You got Jacob Locko, and so oh, and AJ Greer. Oh, the, those are your four guys. I mean, you got to you got to go with AJ Greer because he's been a Bruins fan ever since he came out of you know. I, I understand that sentiment, but I think it's going to be Felino and Trent Frederick. Fuck with Bergeron. You see Frederick one punch. Yeah, that was fucking great. I have that a Fred, I have a Freddie story for you off. All right, and then the like you were talking about the Rangers. The Bruins did their season award winners. Uh, the Johnny Busick Award presented by Johnny Busick to the Bruin with the greatest off fights charitable contributions was Patrice Bergeron. The Eddie Shore Award, which was presented by the Gallery Gods to the player who demonstrated exceptional hustle and determination. Charlie Coyle. I have a question about Eddie Shore, dude. Is Eddie isn't Eddie Shore the dude who slashed the other dude in the head, or was he the dude who got slashed in the head? I uh, when Eddie Shore uh, played like the 30s. No, a long time ago. I'm gonna look. This oh, up. maybe. Uh, the Elizabeth Dufresne Trophy presented by the Boston chapter of hockey writers to the Bruin with the most outstanding performance in home games was Linus Elmark. And the Three Stars Awards presented by the radio station to the top performers in home games, Pasternak, Elmark, and Marchand. And, All right, uh, I'm about to have this Eddie Shore. Eddie Shore nearly kills Ace Bailey. Hall of Famer Eddie Shore was involved in one of the hockey's most brutal moments back in December 12th, 1933. Shore was hit by Red Horner during a game between the Bees and the Leafs. Shore turned around and looked to see who hit him and mistakenly believed it was Ace Bailey. Shore hit Bailey from behind. His head hit the ice hard as a result. Bailey suffered a fractured skull and was rushed to the hospital for emergency life-saving surgery. He barely survived the incident and his hockey career was ended. So, wow. But a game after a game featuring the league's top stars was held on Valentine's Day, 1934, to raise funds for Bailey. And oh, was that the Valentine's Day? Yeah. At that game, Shore and Bailey shook hands to make amends. Shore was sent think... six, sixteen games. It was only reinforced his reputation as the toughest, meanest players in the league. I knew he was fucked up. Ace Bailey, I believe, went on to be a scout for the Kings. And I think he died on 9/11. He was in one of the planes. No, dude, there's no way. That was in 1934. So 60 years later. And if he was like 18 or 20. You got it right. Wait. Oh, no. Garnet Bailey. Different Ace Bailey. Oh, okay. But you were, you were right about that. Sort of. Uh, sort of, yeah. All right. Well, then let me, let me do my quick Northeastern bit here. Because we had to say goodbye to the Huskies. Uh, yeah, okay. A couple things about this, okay? So right, I, I, I dove in. Like, I, I watched one of the games. 
I was a fan. I when yep. I created those playlists and got those videos up, and Ken did a great job of the graphics and stuff. Yep. I watched. I, I remember. I remember I was texting. I was like, "Ooh, yep. this is cool." Um, and the game that they lost was did they score a goal that was disallowed? Yeah, bullshit call. So what happened was bullshit fucking call, dude. NCAA type well, shit. Off, George fucking Peros probably had something to do with this. <laughs> And I'm fucking Carp and I are texting or tweeting at each other when he's on the bench. He's like, this is bullshit. And I was like, I fucking know, dude. Like, <laughs> So in the NCAAs, you can't move the puck in your defensive zone with your hand. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my Agreed. life. But it's it's like hockey. Ball, it's so like they're college not even playing football. hockey. They're playing it's like college football. You have to get one foot in on a catch. So what happened was Alina Mueller, guest of the podcast, friend of the pod, uh, got hauled down. The puck was there. She kind of hit it with like the side of her hand, but she didn't knock it towards Chloe O'Rourke, uh, another friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't knock it towards her. She actually knocked it. If if it moved at all, it moved away from Chloe and it made her harder. And they, yeah, so they got shut out and they lost to Ohio State. Um, actually, they're so Chloe, Alina, and Aaron Frankel, who was also on the podcast, are all at the women's world, the women's world championships. And I, <laughs> This is so ridiculous, dude. This just shows how ridiculous my life has become. So we have international. These are international female hockey superstars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chloe would be on the French team if they make the Olympics. Alina's been to three Olympics, probably going to another one. Right. They're playing in the world world worlds right now on TV. I'm messaging them, wishing them luck. And they're like, thanks, Brownie. That's cool. <laughs> it's insanity. So anyways, uh, so, oh, before I forget too, so shout out to uh, the premier power forward of women's hockey today, Katie Knoll. Apparently Katie took, uh, brought a bunch of players. I don't know who exactly was there. I only saw Katie and Christina Allard on the uh, broadcast. They drove them to Buffalo, stayed at the Knolls, and then they ran up to Brampton to go to the games. And Coach Carp's up there as well. I was texting him during the game. That's fucking cool, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. But the funny thing was, is they show them, and it was Allard and Noel, and they have on Mueller's jerseys. They showed them for the Canada versus Switzerland game, which got super chippy at the end. Uh, and they were like, oh, the commentators were like, oh, that's so great. Some of Alina's friends came from home. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's one of the top, you know, players, right. you know. And Christina Allard coming off a of knee surgery, she's going to be lights out this year. Lights out. Um, all right. So the Huskies, Megan Carter was awarded the Elite 90 Award for the third straight season as the highest GPA at the final tourney of the sport, which is a pretty cool thing. Smart kid. Uh, Dave Flint is the CCM AHCA D1 Women's Coach of the Year for the second time and was named New England Coach of the Year for the fourth time. Uh, goalie Gwyneth Phillips and forward Alina Mueller were named CCM AHCA All-Americans. The New England hockey writers named Mueller, Phillips, Carter, Maureen Murphy, and Chloe Roard as All-Stars. I want to take a moment right here. In my opinion. Did somebody, fact, get, snubbed? Did somebody get snubbed? No. Well, I think Alina did. I think she should have won the Patty Cas. But the fact that Chloe Roard has never been one of the finalists for the Patty Cas is a travesty to me. Because if I was gonna pick, if I was gonna pick a player from Northeastern, right, leave the goalie out of it, right. But if you say give me a roster player to build a program around, Chloe would be in my top three. She's so fucking dynamic, dude. Yeah, and it's just uh it's just horrible. Anyway, you should, you should fucking you. 
Is there a way we can get you to be a part of the New England Hockey Writers? I have no idea. You I can ask my vote. buddy. You Kevin need Paul. a vote, dude. You should see if you get a vote. I voted at the Bean Pot. I got to vote for the for the Bean Pot, the MVP right. and the best player. That's kind of sick. Under the morning skate. Yeah, yeah. I got a ballot. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I and I voted for Phillips and Murphy, who both won. Um. All right, so oh, Phillips was awarded the Women's College Hockey Goaltender of the Year, and Mueller was named the New England Hockey Writer MVP of the Year. This was awesome from Alina. This is both head of the opening round of the NCAA tourney. I truly believe this team works for each other. They want the best for the team. Nobody wants to win for herself. We want to win this together, and that's why I'm very confident. I mean, she's awesome. And a great play for her tonight. This just shows you the kind of person she is. She's the Patrice Bergeron of Northeastern Hockey. 100%, dude. She, but she's probably got more offensive upside. She, um, she and Sarah Nurse were going for a puck, and she kind of gave Sarah Nurse like a chop on the hip. Nothing play, but Nurse kind of lost an edge, went into the boards in the middle of the play. Alina spun back around and was like, "Are you all right?" No, I just, I know you do, but that just speaks to the, her personality. She should have um, chopped her when she was on. on the <laughs> so in the World Championships, uh, goalie Aaron Frankel played for Team USA, who uh, who won seven to one over uh, Japan. Um, Alina, the huh? Keep the change, Japan. Yeah, Alina Mueller played for Team Switzerland versus Canada. Uh, they lost four to nothing. And Chloe Arroyd played for Team France, who got hosed they got wiped out by finland 14 to 2 but chloe chloe factored in big time in in the game i feel like switzerland only losing to canada by four goals is like yeah it was pretty good it was pretty good their goalie dude the alina won the player of the game they're doing this really nice thing they found these and they found these four indigenous artists to create hockey sticks um with like symbols of their first name of their nation's uh uh, artwork with the flowers of Canada and they present these sticks after every game to the best player from each team. Each each team gets one stick. And Alina got uh, got the stick tonight, which was kind of cool. You could have made the argument for the goalie who faced 50 shots, but... <laughs> At least yeah. you didn't give the stick away like Pierre-Edouard Bellamar, dude. Um, shout out. Love that. Uh, so, there you go. Alright. Uh, Beerly, you got anything? Uh, since we last, since the last podcast, I think I played three or four times. We had, Oh, I told the guys I would talk about this. <laughs> I thought, I thought we were going to have a goalie fight. Uh, what's today? Wednesday, Thursday, when play? Thursday, oh, no, it is Wednesday. it's just midnight. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think we played Monday. I don't know when we played the other night and the game got super chippy. We were playing a team that was a different level than us. They were above us and they were fucking hardos. They were up like five to two and they were still like charged, like, you know, going like to fucking relax. Right. A kid got tossed. He lost his mind. Like he took three swipes at one of our guys, like crazy. Like, what are you doing, dude? He finally got tossed. End of the game. I was out there where I think we were killing a penalty and uh, the, the puck was down behind me. Down on our end, I came around the net. It got chipped up, so I went chasing it because I'm like, I, you know, let's see if we can, you know. <laughs> so I go skating up, chasing the puck, and the kid, the kid who corralled the puck, he just stopped. And he goes, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, I'm like, "Whoa, dude!" I'm just like forecheck. I'm like, I st- I'm like, 
what are you doing? He's like, not you. And he points. And there is a player on their team crumpled on the ice. I have no idea what happened. So the goalie goes charging out of net. I'm like at the face-off circle on the left wing. He goes charging past me. And I'm like, he's going to go fucking jump our goalie. That's what I thought was happening. So I spin and go bombing back too. And I, you know, and he just, he was going to check on his player, but I thought we, and our goalie said the same thing afterwards. He goes, I thought I was going to throw down. He's like, the kid's like 20 years younger than me. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but uh, apparently he got, I don't know if he broke his ribs. He got chopped. I don't know what happened. It was behind me. Damn. But the, the guy who runs the Boston League, he's like, I'm going to have to go to Live Barn for the review. I was like, go get it, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> Dude, we got to pull that video. Oh, we probably could find it, yeah. I definitely could find it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll pull it in. Mm. Um, oh, for pulling the video, we uh, I had I had a nice assist. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I came in one on four, and I slowed down enough to let the even slower guys on my team catch up. Oh, and I will say this. Remember I got a new stick? Speaking of beer league. Yeah. And I tried black tape. Mm -hmm. I have not registered a point in three games with the black tape, so I switched it to white apple. Oh, my God. I'm back to the white tape. Sorry. It's not the wand. It's the wizard, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really have anything for beer league. I've been out the last couple of weeks. The only thing I've done is gone ice skating, which was a fucking blast. And Do you, uh, are you playing? Are you playing? Is your league done? Did you have your playoffs and everything? No, no, no. So we're off this week is Easter. I think we have a few more games and then it's going to be playoffs. Nice. Do, uh, and when's your All Star game? I think it's it's the it's the championship. Uh, day of the weekend or whatever i don't know how they're gonna do that but nice um but yeah so that's what we have for beer league roundup down Moore's heroes and zeros boom hey fans this is dominic moore i'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here my zero of the week goes to hockey reddit those fucking virgins those moderator fucking dickheads man i like I said earlier about Chitrin, there's no way I would be friends with any of those guys in real life. I would look at them, they would talk, and I would immediately start laughing. I cannot stand them. Like, we've now been banned from Hockey Reddit because we post our shit, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what are you talking about? I did exactly what you told me to do. And then they played the semantics card, and then, like, you're banned. And also, if anybody ever posts anything from you, at your website's banned. I'm like, so you're telling me nobody can ever post anything morning skate into hockey Reddit? And he's like, no. And I'm like, and this is permanent? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I would have done. I don't, I think I was like, I don't know what the hockey community would do without somebody like you. Thank you for your service. And gave him like an emoji <laughs> fucking thing. In real life, it would probably have been hands on site. Like what a fucking loser. So the, I wrote that article about the lightning and the, um, uh hurricanes with that that graphic i sent you with the dueling twats with the both of them yelling right those fucking two loser coaches you just trolled the entire lightning reddit with so that. i put that article in the tampa bay lightning reddit and i got it was up for like a day and a half or something and then i got a message saying that i am permanently barred from posting in tampa yeah. bay lightning yeah reddit moderators are the biggest fucking like losers the on the planet the women's hockey Reddit groups, they're so nice. Dude, the fucking – they're the kids who get, like, a hand job and they're like, yeah, we went all the way. But not when they're not, like, fucking college, like, their entire lives. Yeah. Uh, Reddit, I tell you, I would not know about Reddit or TikTok if it wasn't for you. So TikTok, ugh, Dude, that just fucking pissed me off. And then my hero of the week, 
softball season as well. It's approaching. Oh, yeah. I forgot you like softball. We got softball season. And you know what softball season means? That means playoff hockey season is coming up. Yep. I got, I'm playing Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays softball. What? During the summer. Yeah. I'm How fucking, are we going to fucking do podcasts? Sunday morning. Oh, uh, so wait, we only have like a week. So we're going to have to do one more podcast with the big NHL playoff preview. Yeah. Yeah. We could totally do that. And maybe we, maybe even one week we do a couple of podcasts. Now that I'm home, like I'm, like I'm down to, we got to go back. We have to do our playoff. Remember our, our bold predictions podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to go find that. I remember I'm, I'm, I did okay on one of them with Hellebuck. Hellebuck <laughs> returned to form. I don't think Clayton Keller got his 50 goals, though. <laughs> no, but Clayton Keller is almost, I think, around 100 points or maybe a little oh, bit. I was right. That's probably way off. He probably has like 70, but still. Still. Maybe I said 50 points. I don't know. Um, what do you got? So th- I only have a hero. Uh, I came across this story, the, Do- the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, you know how much I follow baseball. I saw this. The team is committed to sign the- signing Andrew Tolles yeah. to a minimum salary so he can afford treatment for his mental health. Tolls hasn't played since September 2018 and was diagnosed as bipolar and schizophrenic. In 2016, he went from A-ball to the starting uh, left field for Los Angeles in the playoffs. He tore his ACL in 2017 and missed some of 2018. In 2019, he never showed for spring training and then showed up briefly before leaving the team for personal reasons. The team has fully supported him over this time, including when he was arrested in Hong Kong for stealing food after losing his passport and spent over a month in jail. He's been in and out of over 20 mental health facilities since 2019 alone. The team has made no announcement over the signings and continues to sign him to one-year deals so he has insurance and the financial ability to seek out help. I think the Bruins should start taking a page out of the L.A. Dodgers. i got to be honest with you. Stop finding Mitch Miller and start yep. doing good shit in, in the world. Yeah, I think this is a great thing, and I think it's it speaks to the L.A. Dodgers that it's not promoted and press stuff. But it is. But it's not. It was an article. Maybe they fed it to him, right? But they're not doing. They're not putting out a release. Right, right, you know right. What right. I mean? And that was twenty. That was in what twenty nineteen. This all started in twenty sixteen. This all started ten years. So, hey, and speaking of the Bruins, one last thing: you can make the argument outside of the Mitchell Miller thing, which was a big fucking misstep, right? Oh, but outside, yeah. but outside of that, Don Sweeney, maybe up for GM of the year. Oh, I can't wait for him to win GM of the year, and then that, and then everybody's gonna be like, "What about Mitch Miller?" And then they're probably gonna have to take his award away from him. <laughs> but the signings he's made, man, Garnet Hathaway has come out flat out stated that he wants to stay here. I wouldn't you. Yeah, hope for sure. So, there you go. um, all right, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you, as always. Our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, this got away from me. Oh, God damn it, dude. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So uh, we talked earlier about the Pekka statue, and it is going to be statues for your team that you can see having happen. Stat- yes. People people that are worthy of statues is how I took it. I did more than just the Bruins. So I did a funny one for my third star. My third star would be a statue of Sean Avery doing the Sean Avery in front of Marty Broder. I think that would be a really funny statue. Maybe you want to put it by the garden, but you put it on the train that only Devils fans would be able to take to get to the train. <laughs> like that, I think that would be pretty funny. So that'd be That's my pretty good. My third star for the Bruins would be Chara. 
Yeah, and that's completely valid. Completely yep. valid. God is a warrior. My second star, Sam Rosen, our announcer. Oh, yeah? The guy's a legend. Like, he's been senile for the last, like, five years, and they just keep bringing him back. It's great. Oh, yeah. Like, not that bad, but, like, me and my buddies, me and Rex, sometimes we'd say, like, oh, yeah, like, they just kind of, like, play Sam Rosen towards a wall. <laughs> like, I don't call the game that way. God. But, he, I mean, he's great. He, he's been fucking – he's the voice of the Rangers, so – do you ever? Do you remember there was a, a announcer for the Celtics, Johnny Most, who had a horrible like Marlboro Red three packs a day and Scotch voice. He was like, "As Johnny Most from the Celtics." If you listen to old Celtics clips, it's him. At the Old Garden, they had a microphone uh, up in like that's a Ring cool. of Honor for him. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, my number two star for the Bruins would be Ray Bork. Yep, I can't I mean, believe you want to be the number one. Is that recency bias? No. I just I, I don't I just I I just think he's the perfect human. <laughs> I get that, but I think actually Yeah, yeah. I, I I could go if you, way, ask I, any, if you ask anybody, you go team by team, who is the one player you think of when you think of this team? And not just now, I'm talking all time. Well the Bruins would be Bobby Orr, but he already has a statue. Oh, it would be Bobby Orr, right, right, right. Bobby Orr is very good. Orr would be right there too, though. Yeah, but I think I think the fact that my number one won a cup here and Bork didn't. That's fair. Uh, my number one is going to be the Mount Rushmore. It's going to be uh, Brian Leach, Mark Messier, Mike Richter, and Adam Graves all together. Okay. When they won the cup. Okay. Why are you okay with me like that? Because you're not going to have Lundquist in there? No, no, no. That's just a 94 statue. Okay. But Lundquist isn't in your top three? Well, I went. Well, none of these are going to happen. So I went funny, right. and then I went Sam Rosen. I mean, H I mean Hank. Yeah, dude. If we're if we're being serious about this, like he would definitely be one of the people. But I'm just doing it my way. No, that's fine. My number one's Bergeron. Yeah, I, shocking. I, yeah. So, but so I was thinking about this. I kind of just was thinking in my head about other teams, mm -hmm. and I had some others. So for the Rangers, I came up with Messier and Lundqvist. Okay. Uh, the Devils was Brodeur because yep. Stevens didn't play his whole career there. Yep. Uh, Anaheim was Getzlaff. No, Korean Salani. You can make that argument. I just think of Getzlaff as, as a duck oh. more than the other two. The Flyers was Bobby Clark. I know he's older, but yep. he was, you know, but like the Bobby Orr thing. If Lindros had a, an entire career, he would have had one. But. Did you ever go to Joe Lewis Arena before mm -hmm. it closed down? In Joe Lewis, they have all like legendary Detroit players. They had statues in the concourse. It was fucking sick. That's sick. It was sick. I, I assume they brought him to the new, but I haven't been to the new one. Um, the Oilers, I had. Gretzky. Yeah, for sure. And I think it would be cool if you made it so like Gretzky was passing and had it set up so like McDavid was receiving that pass. Maybe if it worked out that way, if you could plan it that way, that'd be kind of cool. McDavid gets a cop on behind that. Yeah. Uh, and then this one's a little out there. Who do you think of? And I, you're probably you. I know who you're going to say, but you think of the Dallas Stars. Who do you think of? Mike Madonna. Yeah, I was going to say Mike Madonna, but he had. I think he might have had more games in Minnesota than I Dallas. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know either. But I just think a Jamie Ben statue. Jamie Ben to me would be kind of cool. 
I'm trying to think of like other good ones. I mean, this is a this is a pretty good fucking question, right? Like the Islanders probably uh, like Bossy, their captain Trache or Bossy. Yeah. Canadians. There's so many. Yeah, that'd be kind of hard. That's um, why I kind of skipped it. The the Jets. I know it's not true, but the Jets would be buff for me. <laughs> <laughs> but here's one: Chicago, right? It could be Keith, uh, Taze, and Kane. Seabrook. Gets no love. Crawford gets you, no love. You put Seabrook in there. I think I don't think Crawford. I don't think Crawford was the difference maker. Okay. You know, I mean, personally, I could be wrong on that one. I could be talked into it. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? I, there was another team we were just talking about that I thought of. You could make the argument that you could put Biz for the fucking Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's done more for that franchise than anybody but Gary Bettman. Yeah, it's like Biz like taking a shit and doing like a thing of shrooms just right outside the arena. Or Biz in the middle of the bench holding the door for Shane Doan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. know? I mean, it's Colorado, a fun Colorado Patrick Lajo Sackick. I think Sackick. I don't think Wah. Wah would have been on the Canadians one, but I don't know if he would even accept it. Hurricane, so... Hurricanes just their fans. <laughs> oh, you, Justin Williams. I would just put their fans. Fucking Rod the Bod. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those things like when you're in the parking lot, you know, having beers. So hold yeah. on. I have some other ones here. Non-sport, right? Okay. No one has an issue with Dwayne Johnson. Everyone loves The Rock. Yeah. I don't know where you'd put the statue, but I could see him having a statue. Same with Keanu Reeves. No one has a bad thing to say about Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Is oh, oh, my God. Did you see that TikTok thing I sent you? What one was it? It was a, the lady who was the writer. She was the writer of the Terminator and the Matrix. No, it's in your TikTok messages. Then okay, it's like th two minutes long or something. This lady apparently, oh, this is going to get derailed right now. This lady, I could be completely wrong. I didn't do any research. There's no backup involved in this. I didn't do any fact checking. But this lady said she was the writer of the Terminator movies and the Matrix movies, and she said that the Matrix is the continuation of the Terminators. John Connor is Keanu Reeves. He's Neo. <laughs> and they're sent back to kill because in the future, right, the machines take over, which is the Matrix, that they talked about in the Terminator. You with me still? Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't watch any of those like that vividly, I guess. Like, I've seen them both, but I don't have like key moments of the movies in my head. But they, so the, the premise of the Terminator was that, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, was sent back in time to kill the mother of John Connors because John Connors was going to lead the humans over the machines because okay. in the future, the machines had taken over. Got it. That's the fucking Matrix. And then <laughs> Neo is, yeah. So I that blew my mind. I sent that to like five people and they were all, everyone sent me different variations of like the mind blown emoji. Yeah. One of my buddies, my, my daughter's godfather, he just texted me back. He goes, holy fucking shit. He's like, I need <laughs> yeah, to go watch some movies. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, dude. Crazy. So anyways, so Keanu Reeves. Uh, and then my other non-sport one was Prince. I think Prince is worthy of a statue in Minnesota. I mean, Elvis probably has one, right? I'm sure Elvis does. I think there is one. The Beatles probably do. I thought of the Beatles at Abbey Road, all the four of them walking, like. Yeah. You know, you can make an argument for Johnny Cash. Yeah. You know? I think and then, so. so I had some other sport ones, just a few of these. Tom Brady outside the Patriot Stadium. You can see mm -hmm. that. 
Al Davis outside the Raiders stadium because he's, yep. you know, um, Yankees. Don't they have like some they have, kind of... they have Monument Park? So that would be kind of a wash. I had Joe DiMaggio and Jeter for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they, they have every, yeah, they kind of have those. And then in Louisville, Muhammad Ali. I think if you can have a fictional statue in Philly for a boxer, then Muhammad Ali deserves one. I thought you were going to say Secretariat when you said Louisville. I don't uh, know why. Like a giant horse. Yeah, Kentucky Derby. It's not even, I got that way wrong. It's Churchill Downs. So <laughs> I'm just a fucking idiot. So that's that's what I had. The Matrix thing, fucking man, you got to go look at your TikTok because I sent you the message. I'm almost positive. <laughs> I have to check it out. I could be up till 6 a.m. watching these movies now if I start. Well, guys, that was an hour and 50 minutes of your time. Holy uh, shit. Big pod. We knew that was going to happen. But Brad, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We'll be back to the weekly on the regs. So hell yeah, we're going to get this much up. more manageable. I'll get this up in the morning tomorrow. I'll get it out live on YouTube. So, um, yeah, Brownie, anything else? Oh, Calgary. Calgary. Jerome McGinley and Lanny McDonald. Okay. Yeah. Those yeah. are statues. I think so. Here's my promise to Jenks, to Kenton, and all our fans out in Calgary and that in Alberta the province. If they erect a Jerome McGinley statue, I will go there for the unveiling. Why did you have to use that word in a, as an adjective? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Freudian you, you, need, you, need, you need you need to talk to somebody, bro. Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta wake my, I, gotta, I gotta go wake my wife up. She's gonna be like, Oh, are you guys talking about a Gimla? All right. <laughs> Here, just put on this number 12 jersey. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, hey, God bless you, Jerome. Don't take any of that personally. I still would love to have you on the podcast, buddy. Yeah, he's definitely gonna come on now. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.